I know we've opened we've opened like we've opened this podcast like seven times right in the past talking about how good our audio quality is right okay mm -hmm. and our conversation flow mm. but i really just want to i want to do it one more time because I, you know i haven't listened to a ton of podcasts over the last three months or four or seven or whatever it's been since the apocalypse started mm -hmm. but okay i have listened to a few of them mm -hmm. and every single place that are like professional like one of their key products is a podcast right they're like professional podcasters right giant bomb um you would think they would know how to record a good sounding podcast instead everyone uses google hangouts or whatever it is or zoom or whatever so they can see each other's faces and read each other's faces you know to to try and avoid the like stammering over each other mm -hmm. um but they just record the audio from one person. Yeah. Like from it would be like Joe recording our audio. Yeah. And so you get breakups and low compression quality audio, and it's like, just why doesn't like everyone has a good microphone? Everyone's got like a Yeti. Why aren't they all just recording in Audacity? It's easy to sync thing, these things up. Yeah, I, and if you need yeah to... I totally agree, man. I I'm on board with you completely. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Today on Defend the House Masterclass, Look, Jameson walks you through try... audio exactly. podcast, his audio podcast master, master teacher. It'll be $400 to complete this masterclass, please. Minimum. Minimum. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Go to, the pa go to the Patreon. Look, we're just... <laughs> We're just absolute professionals, and I wanted to pat ourselves on the back. Absolutely, again. yeah. Boy, right. because thank yeah, well done, everyone. Shout out to the team. Uh, takes a village, for sure. Shout out, shout out to me. Yeah. Shout out to Joe. Shout out to Jameson. <laughs> yeah. If I wasn't here, you guys would just be shouting out to each other, and that'd be weird. Well, I mean, you know, sometimes you gotta. Feel that's what good the about that's what life, the video you know, review podcasts are for. <laughs> you gotta you gotta take care care of yourself, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to me. It is uh, We're absolutely professional. Yeah, it is. It's it's uh, yeah. It's funny that you bring that up because as somebody who listens to podcasts and and hears other ones, and it's just it is fascinating. It's fascinating because it's not hard to just send the raw nasty file to nope. any, anyway. It's it's really not. I don't do any but, editing. You know, so as I everyone declines in quality, our our mm. good quality just remains mm -hmm. a constant. Mm -hmm. That's the DTH way. Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. High quality constantly. Consistently uh, a 7.5 for yeah. eight years. 7.5? <laughs> what the fuck? I think we're more of a 7.8, you piece of shit. Yeah, mm. those decimals are important. I'm sending you mm. death threats. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm How could you say such an offensive thing about our product? I'm going to go work for... Who's our... I'm going go, to go work for Muscle, Muscle, Muscle Elk. No! Mm -hmm. What? I know that, right? What is that? The betrayal. I've forgotten what. Um. Yeah, that was. What? Um. Yeah, that's a guy. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's another YouTuber. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Right. Moose. Yeah. Why would moose, I? Moose Ilk or something. Mm -hmm. He did Mythbusters, at one point. No, that's Nemsk. Oh, yeah, that's also, the next one. They also did. Yeah, I'll join them after after muscle after muscle mix. <laughs> muscle mix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Muscle elk. Mm. The long yeah. chain of Muse copycats elk. is, uh, you know, it's hard to keep track of. Including GameSpot and IGN. Hey, boys. Yeah, oh, the yeah. good thing about... <sighs> if you're going to copy the format, at least, you know, 
you could put your own spin on it. You're only one of the biggest. Uh, anyways, what a thing! Fucks. What a thing to have gotten to first. Yeah. Yeah. We did it. Joe no. and I also did. Yeah, we, Joe and I invented it yeah, 15 yeah. years ago. Yeah. I can't believe we did it. And then I just, know it's pretty amazing. God, then, we're so clever. And that we definitely didn't copy it from the famous uh, 45 season long MythBusters on Discovery. Um, no. Just me and James and they rose out. I'll tell you right now, I don't know who that man is. I've never seen that man in my life. Jamie who? Yep. What's the other one's name? Adam. The other one's Patrick? Yeah, I don't. Something. Huh? Adam Poor Lady? I don't don't watch a lot of TV. (laughs) Get that one. Remember television? I don't. Yeah. Remember gaming? Nope. Barely. (laughs) Boise. So yeah, it's been uh, yeah, it's been time. Are we talk what where where where, where do we start? Well, we, we start should with what we've been playing or what's been in the news? Oh, definitely the news because last time we okay. recorded a podcast, um, you know, gaming was It was the gone. day after it was the day after the uh, Inside Xbox. It was of it was, it was of the Inside Xbox. We recorded or the day of. Yeah, it was the, the the hour after the Inside the infamous Inside Xbox. Yeah. That was a low. That was a low point. That was very poor but what what i the things i would do to return to that time <laughs> no no yeah when that was the biggest worry no yeah yeah, yeah precisely Back when coronavirus yeah. was real remember <laughs> yeah yeah there was uh certainly it seemed like things couldn't become more overwhelming in a global sense uh at that time just with yeah. the pandemic and all but uh now we're we're really uh facing forward uh, against the systemic racism and police brutality conversation, which uh, it's great to see uh, awareness brought to that conversation. Uh, just took a while, but boy, it is it ever happening now. Like 100, 100 years. Mm. Or 400. Yeah. Yeah, 100 to 400 years. Uh, but it's, boy, howdy, has it been illuminating? It has, Yeah. It's uh, created some. Uh, it's brought forth. It's it was hard because I think we we were gonna do a podcast the the day or the day or two before, or of George. It was around the time George Floyd was was murdered. But it was like uh, I don't remember. It was like two days remember. after the protest kicked off, so maybe like three days after George was killed. Yeah, and yeah, like probably like two Thursdays ago. Mm-hmm. I think is when yeah. we were sort of targeting it. Yeah, we were sapped, sapped. <laughs> Of, yeah. uh, of 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 motivation energy, it was uh, it's been jarring, but uh, incredibly important mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, so it uh, of course goes. Uh, it's, it's not a bad thing to every now and then uh, realize you really don't want to play any video games because your brain is preoccupied with far more important matters. Or talk mm-hmm. about video games. Which or talk about yeah. Them. Yeah, that's even, even more, even more fru- futile than playing games is talking about. Yeah. Them. And it's uh, even, there is no more useless thing on this earth to do than talk about video games and put that talking out into the world Jameson, as a product Jameson. you think people care about. <laughs> yeah, it was certainly hard. I mean, uh, I love you all. Thank you for listening. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we, we through the pandemic, we we were glad to be putting some stuff out, and and obviously the, these two boys have been doing great with the videos and stuff like that too. But uh, we're all in this together, and uh, yeah. So. Yeah, it was a it was a weird couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it was the right call to not record anything. Yeah. Oh yeah, I just well, I hadn't played anything either, just because you know. Yeah. Yeah. It just felt uh, completely pointless. 
I mean, we could quickly, now that we've started on this front, we could just quickly transition into what we've been playing and then maybe leave. We might as well. Uh, because I don't really have here. a lot of stuff, especially when it comes to um, outside of streaming games. I have a couple of things mm, yeah. I streamed, which is Man Eater and Polybridge 2, which I will get to. Yeah. But before I get to the games I streamed, um, I just want to kind of talk about how much I've been struggling to find a non-streaming game. You know, mm. playing a real game because I want to play it. Mm -hmm. I <laughs> I think I told you guys briefly that I tried to install 280 mods onto Skyrim. <laughs> uh, let's just say oh. that didn't really pan out for the best. No. I am shocked. I uh, no. didn't know what the hell was going on. Uh, and I'd press, like, one key, and, like, three prompts would pop up saying, oh, you can't God. bathe here. Uh, you can't change the weather now. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And at one point, I picked up a tent as if I was a god, and I was changing it like a game dev. I was flipping it around in a circle, and then I tried to put it down, and I pushed a button, and the tent trans transformed into a completely different building. And I was like, what <laughs> the fuck is going on? Are you sure you weren't playing Fallout 76? Maybe. Hey, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It, it felt like it. sounds like it. It still looked better than Fallout 76, though. Slam. Uh, but yeah, that was, a, that was a bit too much. Um, but the one thing, literally one game that I ended up getting into, was inspired by uh, Jameson replaying it. Uh, and that was Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't find anything that was clicking with me mood-wise. And then I think Jameson said he was replaying it, and he was posting some screenshots. And the specific thing I really wanted to do was just kind of ride around on a horse in that world. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much what I've done. I think I am... <laughs> one second. I have the, the Rockstar um, Social... What's that social thing called? A social club. Yep. They got yeah, a really, really nice tracking app thing, which I never used when I first played it on the PS4. Uh, but I'm 12 hours in, and I've only done 17 missions. I have wow. mostly just been uh, wandering, wandering the world, uh, doing... Still in chapter 2? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I think if I yeah. click on missions... There's a way in this to see how many I've done in chapter 2 story. Yeah, yeah, like shows you the list. Uh, I'm not even halfway through. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Yeah, I've, I've done 8 of 18 of chapter 2. Really nice. sopping it up. Yeah, and the first time I played Red Dead Redemption 2, I really um, just kind of went for the story. Not because mm -hmm. I wanted to rush the game, but just because uh, it was addicting. I loved the story of Red Dead Redemption 2. I loved the characters, and I just couldn't help but want to see where that went. And I was still seeing the world, you know, riding from A to B between missions, doing little uh, activities, checking out the theater, doing uh, everything in the world. At least once I was still seeing uh, you know, these random encounters, random strangers. But I do think there is value in Red Dead Redemption 2 to just kind of avoid that stuff because mm. I don't think I realize how seamless uh, the world really can come to life if you don't even interrupt it. Because, you know, when I was playing my first time, I was doing a mission. Uh, then on my way to another mission, I'd see a stranger, I'd see a question mark, and, you know, I'd see all the, the, the liveliness of the world and I would join in with a conversation of it really feeling alive but man if you just do nothing except for wander that world and see like all these many little events that can kind of string you from one location to another sometimes i go out just to hunt a rabbit and i'll be out for a couple of hours because there's just all these little things like someone getting lost and taking you to strawberry then a strawberry something else will yeah. happen it's crazy how well the world can stream these mini events together 
and I didn't really see that aspect of it. And I've really come to appreciate the world of Red Dead even more than my first time. And I think um, it's hard to say if I'm going to even finish the game on this playthrough because I'm playing it now because it's hitting such a specific mood that I crave. And who mm-hmm. knows is that, if that's going to last for like, I don't know, at this pace, like 80 hours, 60, 70 hours. Mm. So we'll yeah. see. But I, I don't really care if I beat it. I'm just, cause, you know, I've done that. I've seen the world. Uh, so yeah, I've seen yeah. the story, and what I'm seeing now is more of the world and the people and really seeing how deep the NPC uh, liveliness is going. And I'm, I'm really enjoying that, and I'm starting to see like little stories happen uh, without a radar blip and stuff like that. Uh, and it's oh, cool. Yeah. It's really, really neat and a technological marvel. And mm-hmm. Red Dead was my favorite game of 2018, uh, and somehow I am enjoying it more than I did the first time. Uh, you know, it looks better on PC... I prefer shooting on PC because you're actually aiming and not just holding down a button. Uh, I'm engaging engaging in the hunting, crafting, herbal stuff, which nice. I wasn't even bothering with. Uh, yeah, it's just been the perfect game for the mood. Taking it really okay. slowly, enjoying the opening green area when it's not pissing mm-hmm. down with rain and people haven't died yet. Everyone's alive <laughs> uh, and it's nice. You know, um, Mike is in jail and I'm not rescuing him from Strawberry. I'm just leaving him there. So it's just good vibes. Yeah, that's probably the right call. (laughs) It's just good vibes. Yeah, I think I started my replay. Well, I started my replay of that like when it came out on PC, right? And then Mm -hmm. and did video stuff and then play probably like 10 or 15, 10 or so hours. And then just was like, I'm burnt out on Red Dead mainly Mm -hmm. because of video stuff and put it down and then picked it up probably like three weeks ago. I don't remember exactly when and played like 40 at least 40 hours so far um and i'm in chapter six so i'm i'm definitely doing a lot of story stuff but i am also um not gonna progress i haven't really played much for the last uh few days i've sort of gotten my fill for the moment and Mm -hmm. we'll go back to it probably in the next gap between the last of us and ghost of tsushima um i'm not gonna i i'm gonna finish the the main story i don't think i'll play the epilogue honestly um but yeah, I'm also sort of going out of my way to uh, find stuff that I didn't find the first time yeah. through. I definitely got a good amount of like NPC sort of world stuff when I did the videos on the Xbox. Cause I mean, I was literally following those people around. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I am, I am making sure to like open a guide every now and then and be like, Okay, where are these rock carvings at? Or where... Like, I never did any of the Mm. treasure maps. Yeah, me me neither. They're actually really fun. Yeah, and I I had to look up, you know, the general area of them. But it's those are fun to, like, find exactly where they are on your own by looking and looking at the map and back and forth and also make you extremely wealthy very early in that game. Mm. I found three gold bars that gave me $1,500, like... At the beginning of chapter three, and uh, and have never gone below a thousand dollars since then. Uh, and I think in chapter four or chapter six right now, I have like almost five thousand dollars on me. Yeah, and the camp has like two thousand dollars, and all the plot is like we need money, and it's like <laughs> we've got six thousand dollars, and it's eighteen ninety nine. I do think um, that for me is the biggest problem of the entire game is it creates yeah. all these survival systems and ways to make money, and they become irrelevant so fast. Uh, I think that's yeah. why I've been enjoying my time so much, 
it's because I don't have money at the moment and mm. it's kind of nice, you know? I go to the uh, trapper with some skins and I get excited to make a couple of hundred bucks. And the other day... Yeah, I'm still not engaging with uh, those those areas, like the trapping, the hunting, uh, the horse, and ca carriage um, fences. Yeah. Uh, I still have never used any of those uh, in both playthroughs, which is sort of a shame. Yeah, like I, but... the other day I got a $110 bounty because I was shooting <laughs> some birds on top of a train for a challenge, uh, and I couldn't pay it off. I didn't have the money. So I just had bounty hunters chasing me for ages, and uh, That's pretty funny. I was scavenging for items, and that led to me finding that little quest in the railway, um, you know, where mm. they're building it, which I'd never seen before, because you have to go into the camp to be given that quest. Uh, and I got 50 bucks for that quest, and it was exciting. I was like, oh, 50 bucks, yes, I can almost <laughs> pay off my bounty. And it's a real shame the game loses that, because I did a couple of quests. I did one for Hosea, where you just unlock the fencing, uh, the fence for the mm. horse and cart. And you get a bunch of money. I've got like $500 now. And, you know, that's a lot of money in, uh, yeah. you know, 1890 or whenever this is set. So, yeah. yeah. 1899. Yeah, that's it's the problem that, like, so many... Uh, it's sort of the problem of all AAA games is that they have to be really accessible and actually really easy mm -hmm. for people. True. And, um, yeah, I wish Red Dead... Red Dead doesn't have any difficulty options. And I wish it did have yeah. a, um, mm. a more... Like... The Last of Us 2 is coming out, you know, in a couple of days, and that on normal will be a cakewalk, right? Mm -hmm. But I know that I can turn the difficulty up to get what I think would be a better experience for myself, whereas not enough games offer that. Like, I, difficulty in general in games, uh, especially big games, they should offer more. They should offer options to go down in difficulty and up in difficulty to sort of mm -hmm. tweak the experience. But, but at the same time, Red Dead is one of those games where everything about it is so curated and there is no part of its design where they're like yeah you can do it however you want to do it it's like no this is a this is rockstar's video game you'll yeah. play it the way rockstar designed it yeah uh, which is of course how rockstar has always been so mission for accessibility but yeah the missions themselves are definitely um they've the worst part of that yeah because the first time obviously the story developments are new and that really carries forward those uh missions yeah. but when you don't have that uh, they're like the worst part of the game for me at the moment there's still some cool cinematic theatrical moments and i look forward to some of the missions but a lot of them are just like i don't know i just want to get back to kind of walking around and doing my thing yeah the open world stuff is is the best part of that game in terms of letting you just sort of do what you want to do mm -hmm. uh, and do it how you want and to do it. And organic. Yeah. I've, um, in my playing through, I have done my best to keep <clears throat> the radar turned off as much, mm, pretty much nice. at all times. Uh, and am using, even in missions, I do have to, you know, if you, the nice thing is if you just tap down on the D pad when the radar is off, it's still, it pops a radar up for like 10 seconds which is really handy for missions when you're like, Arthur, come and stand over here. And you're like, where, where is the one pixel you want <laughs> yeah. me to stand game? Um, but for the most part, probably like 90% of my time, I've been playing that game with no HUD basically. Mm, that's cool. And it's, it, it's actually, um, it adds to the experience in a, in quite a while, quite a lot in terms of the sort of, I mean, that game is like the king of immersion and like playing with your toy toys in your toy world, you know, mm -hmm. and like, and pretending you are the cowboy and 
uh, role playing as Arthur and using the world and not relying on the HUD uh, makes it quite a bit more interesting, I think. And there's a lot of like the sound. I am appreciating the sound design even more in that game. Oh, yeah. Like you hear someone shouting or hear a gunshot off in the distance and it's placed very accurately. And, and it's like, oh, that was off to my right. And I just I, I know if I had the HUD on, it would have shown up as a flashing white thing. But without the HUD, I just have to I hear it. And I'm like, oh, that someone why is someone shooting a gun and then ride in that direction until you find them? Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like that has been really enjoyable to just sort of go off of the sounds and the visuals of the world. And yeah. Uh, Nice. That game also has like an insane amount of environmental sounds, like nature. Yeah. There are so oh, many, yeah. n- not a lot of game, n- no games really that I can think of are good at capturing that like cacophony of noise that is like wilderness, you know, mm. trees and grass and like 700 types of insects and birds and chipmunks and deer and like all these things all making noise all the time. Uh, and Red Dead does that really, really well. It's so nice. Uh, because, you know, I haven't seen yeah. a lot of nature this year because I'm inside. No. So. <laughs> yeah. That stuff in Red yeah. Dead has that been, game, God, it's been good. Now living in a city after growing up in the country, that game makes me miss the country a lot. Yeah. Uh, it, it captures the, the like, wonderful sort of quiet and loneliness in, like, the most pleasant way uh, that nature offers. And uh, that game is quite a marvel. I... I this was something we brought up, Joe. I think when we reviewed it, we pondered how how would the game would the game still be magical in a replay? Because wouldn't we be seeing the same events again, mm-hmm. right? All the random events would those still be interesting? And um, you know, you're obviously still seeing a lot of the same events, uh, but I think the like different order and placement with which they play out in mm. helps them feel fresh. Definitely. Yeah. Like, um, like and then I also, what's that, Ben? Like ambushes and stuff. Well, ambushes and even just like, oh, here's a lady who has fallen off her horse. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. her horse died and you have to take her back home. Like, I saw that event and it was up in the north and I had to take her, you know, to to uh, Emerald Ranch or whatever. Yeah. And I think that one is still in there. But I, there was another one that I saw where I had to take her to Legras, which is like the weird sort of. Uh, swampy town which i had never seen and oh. you know d- the placement of those helps so i've started i started a um a word document here on my ipad that i've kept up to date as i've been playing of new things that i have never seen before in that game and there's quite a lot of stuff yeah um and it's pretty it's pretty surprising uh i i wanted to rattle a couple of them off mm-hmm. because they're they're kind of interesting like there's one i the first one i saw was near strawberry there was a guy (laughs) who was like lost in the wilderness and he had come from new york city and wanted to like see nature and then got lost in nature there's been a few like that where like there's just just yeah i saw the one character i've never seen before Mm -hmm. um there was one that i really liked where i was crossing a stream at night and there was a guy with a camp set up on the beach and normally when you get close to camps, especially at night, they're like, fuck, get out of here. You, you, you Fuck off. I'm going to shoot you because, you know, you think they think they're going to rob you're going to rob them. Um, but he was just like, actually, he didn't say anything. And I he had a dog beside him that was sleeping beside him or laying beside him. And I said hello to the dog as I rode past on my horse, you know, and Arthur said, hello, boy. 
and uh and the dog got up and like ran over and was wagging his tail towards me and the owner said oh he's normally real quiet he likes you come on you say hello to the dog and then you say hello to the dog more and pet the dog and then the guy's like wow i've never seen this dog so friendly to a stranger come join me friend and he invites you to just sit beside him at the camp <laughs> at night and he like tells you a little story and then it, it was just like the most pleasant nice little wholesome encounter i wonder if that's to do uh, with I, your morality meter Oh. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I saw the entirety of the um, the preacher's house near Valentine. That whole basic like quest line, you know, where you he he and his sons are building the, yeah. the house. Oh yeah. Um, I I only saw like the first encounter of that, and then the ending of that uh, in like chapter two and chapter six when I first went through it. Yeah. But this time I managed to see the whole quest line through, including going over to the lumber yard. There's like a mini quest line there at the lumber yard that you have to come back to a few times. And, and none of it's ever marked on the map. You just have to remember like, oh yeah, the, the lumber guy said, come back in a day. And then you go back and there's like, wolves have attacked the camp and and they're, they're holding like a vigil for one of their co-workers who was killed by a wolf. And it just goes on and on. It's just... It's crazy. It's, it's really impressive. If anything, it's more impressive a second time through. Yeah. It's not as magical, but it is more impressive because I just keep seeing things that I never saw. Yeah, before. same. I agree. Uh, mm -hmm. I never saw the 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 legendary fisherman character. Oh, who, I did. Where yeah, you have cool. to, yeah, which was that was a very funny cutscene. Um, I met a real pervert that was like a peeping tom stalker and take had like all these peeping tom pictures of women yeah. at his camp. And I think uh, I did that was, one. Yeah, he was real sleazy. Um, I didn't do the, there's a heist mission in chapter two, I think, where you rob the bank in Valentine. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm, That's the main mission, yeah. isn't it? Anyways. No, no. So I didn't miss that mission. Oh. Um, I've, I've obviously seen the mission both times because you, you cannot miss story missions. But I progressed through chapter two in a specific way that I missed doing that mission in chapter two. Oh, and I what? thought, oh, I guess I missed this mission, but then it popped up in chapter three later on, and they had completely changed all of the writing for the beginning of that mission. Oh shit! And it was like um, Bill and Karen were both like, we were going to rob the thing, but then we had to leave the camp, you know, because the Pinkertons showed up, so we missed our chance to rob the thing, mm. the bank. Do you want to come rob the bank? And you have this long ass ride into town from chapter three's location. And there's like unique dialogue that is talking about the events that happened between chapter two and three. Um, it's crazy how much attention there is in that game to like continuity, you know, continuity. Yes. They would never just like trigger the same dialogue. They had to write and record like full extensive dialogue mm -hmm. that was new. If you did, if you happen to do this this way. Yeah. Uh, the amount of like yeah, unique sort of keeps camp going. stuff I've seen. I didn't see the first time mm. little sing songs and if you talk to everyone around the camp there's contextual uh, conversations for like every mission in the game it's insane yeah it's just it's utterly yeah. crazy how much stuff is in that game and I, I feel like I missed half of it by beating the yeah. game in like 45 hours the first time you blundering yeah. idiot it's, uh, it's it is really crazy that you can talk to every single living human being in that game. Yeah. And a lot of the times have more than one simple like hello exchange. You mm -hmm. know? Uh, I like that. Um, I've had... I haven't obviously got past Valentine, but I like that so mm -hmm. far. 
uh, I assume this is going to be similar when you get to roads, etc. Uh, they put in like uh, what I'll call individual unique characters. They don't have storylines, but they're just they're recognizable personalities. Like there's one guy in the saloon in Valentine, which has a raccoon hat. Oh yeah, and he's just oh, yeah. always yeah. wasted and yelling at everyone for and not just being manly the most obnoxious enough. Obnoxious things, yeah. <laughs> and I don't think I recognized that the first time I played it because you know no, just I focusing either, on the characters yeah. in the camp. And yeah, there's just yeah. oh my god, there's so much in the world if you just take your time and slow down. And I wasn't rushing, but now the urgency of uh, you know maybe making yeah. defend the house videos and wanting to see the uh, story play out. Yes, that. that's true. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, I didn't. I definitely didn't like rush through a lot of that game. But once I got to, at a certain point, I think sort of in chapter four mm-hmm. onwards, I found it extremely hard to put that game down story wise and yeah. just sort of. I remember playing like two days in a row of like twelve hours straight of just story stuff, basically. And also, you realize that uh, most of the oh, systems shit. in the game, like upgrading the camp and hunting and foraging, isn't really needed. And then you're like, yeah. well, I mean, I just want to play story stuff. So that's kind of how I did it as well. Yeah. 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 Um, it's also nice to follow a guide to find some of the, uh, to like complete some of these sort of side missions that I never did. Like I, I finished off the serial killer mm, side yes. plot. I didn't finish uh, that either it was, my first time. Yeah. Stuff like that is fun. And uh, yeah, there's a lot. And I, I'm also looking up the, to try to find like the weird things as well, like sort of secret things. Uh, yeah, I, I found just found there's... the um, the cannibals near uh, uh, what's what's the ranch called? East something ranch? Emerald Ranch. Yeah, I just uh, bumped into you know the big fat guy who's who's married to his sister, and they oh the cannibals. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought you said cannonballs, and I was like, <laughs> no, oh, the yeah, cannibals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met them the first time through, and it was real freaky. Yeah, and uh, I, I went all the way through with it. You know, made Arthur drink the <laughs> drink yeah, all the alcohol. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Gross, yeah. but cool. Yeah, that stuff's really good. There's um, even just like the little weird things like I found. Um, well, I didn't find it. I sort of looked up the area of it and then found it. Um, there's like bones of a giant on the mountain. Yes, I found oh, it my cool. first time. Uh, there's rock carvings on that mountain. I guess that's the mountain that's sort of like tied to like all the like cult and UFO shit. Mm-hmm. And one of the rock carvings that I noticed uh, is just a DNA strand, which is really fucking weird Ooh. to see carved onto the side of a mountain. That's cool. In, in the 1800s. <laughs> uh, I went to that cave where there's a guy that is the devil or thinks he's the devil. And it's like surprisingly creepy, mm-hmm. uh, even though he himself is not creepy, just the lead up to it. That game is great at being, it can be very like genuinely spooky yeah. at times because the, the lighting is so good. They do a good job taking the so air good. out of the room a little bit. Yeah, and and it's it can be very good at just being like, oh, this is... I think just because the immersion is so complete in that game mm-hmm. that when you find yourself in a scenario that you would not want to be in in real life in the game, it feels like it's very, uh, it's, it's very believable. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that game is quite good. Yeah, I, I was playing it, and, you know, it looks incredible <laughs> on PC. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. I've got it running at pretty much 60 frames per second, which is good for me. <laughs> playing it on mouse. And I was thinking that I think Cyberpunk is the only game that has a chance of making Red Dead Redemption 2 not the best game I play this year. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's oh, fucking boys. amazing. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it obviously depends on the Sony lineup. But, we are you know, halfway through the goddamn year. 
I know, but you yeah. know. Horizon isn't coming out this year by the sounds of it, and even <clears> Ratchet, so. <sighs> I'm just looking at the four. You know, we've got a lot of good games coming up, and we'll get to well, that. We had Half Life. Yeah, I'm. I'm That's a good I point. mean what I said. <laughs> I, forget the, yeah. I forget the before times a little bit, but I definitely have yeah. a number one game of the year so far. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think we all do. I definitely don't. <laughs> oh, I 100% do at the moment. I don't know what would be my game of the year at this point. Oof, it's uh, by a landslide to me. For me. Right. It's between two. Yeah, I'd say it's between two. Oh, it's, it's not for me, but we will leave that for another day. Yeah. I would yeah, Red Dead is a pretty, pretty special game. Yeah. And was, it's... Uh, I would have liked to have gotten a hand is, on this ball, but there was just... I just have been without my copy now for over a year. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's fair. I'll get there. Damn, yeah. I didn't think the replay would uh, work so well. But it turns mm. out it really does. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you did. I'm glad you found I were I don't know. Something inspired by me playing oh. it to replay it and that you are enjoying it as much as you are. Yeah, uh, and it's James like, is, I'm surprised as well because you normally don't replay games, let alone mm -hmm. enjoy them. <laughs> James is just finding a really long well. James is finding a really long way to just say you're welcome for inspiring you to play a video game. You're, yeah. you're welcome <laughs> for <laughs> happiness. It was me. Yeah, it's just like, it's just been long enough where I don't <laughs> quite remember all the little story yeah, beats. Yeah. I know, you know, I don't Definitely. remember how it ends, you know, the big things, but the in-between missions, they've kind of left my memory, so it's, it's time. It's time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I will just... Like, I played a bunch of, you know, shit. And we'll, we'll get to a, a couple that I know yeah, you guys... That's the perfect word. It. Tell us. Tell us what it is. Um, uh, let's talk about Maneater. Yes. Yeah. So I have now <laughs> finished Maneater. I beat it oh, wow. oh, yesterday. Oh, wow. two, two days ago. And that's your firm game of the year? Um, no. Oh. No. Huh. huh. Jameson, you said he was going to say it. <laughs> uh, Man, it's just really weird. It's a really weird game because it feels like they had something and they yeah. formatted it in a way which just isn't engaging. It's a, it's such a bizarre game. So the, you know, everyone knows it's the shark game. And I would mm. say the gameplay is not bad for a goofy, silly shark game. I think it controls fine. I think it looks pretty fine. Mm -hmm. And I think crunching on things, and it has very mild <laughs> combat mechanics such as dodging and countering and ults and special attacks. And I think most of the core gameplay systems are good enough for it to be a successful gimmicky shark thing. Um, mm. But for some reason, they didn't do anything fun with the structure of the game. Uh, I thought it was going to be... What is the structure? I will tell you. Uh, I thought okay, it was going to be sorry, sorry. either Goat Simulator or like a GTA Shark thing, because they advertise it mm. as a GTA Shark thing. Mm. Um, turns out it's neither. It's no. neither of those. It's um, what I would compare it to is Crackdown or Just Cause. Hey, oh. where it's an orb slash yes. fish eater collector. So you know in Just right. Cause. Open world. I think Just Cause is a good example where in Just Cause... When you're doing a mission, it doesn't really feel any different from just being in the world and doing random shit, you know what I mean? It just kind of pushes you yeah. to do certain things. And Crackdown is apt because in Crapdown... Uh, Crapdown. <laughs> wow. Yep. That was hey. Damn, that was subconscious. 10 out of 10. Uh, in Crackdown, you are pretty much... I mean, it came out ages ago, to be fair to it. 2009 or something? 
2007. Seven. Uh, Halo 3 beta was included with that. Yeah, game. and it was a, That's why everyone bought it. It was a low double A or maybe, I don't know, game. So it was fine yeah. for just jumping around, uh, getting more powerful, and the missions themselves, again, weren't really missions. They were more just power uh, checks where, you know, you're just mm-hmm. throwing something, uh, kicking something, or shooting something. And Maneater is the exact same, where the game opens... And it teaches you the basic, uh, you know, controls and systems where you can eat fish, uh, you can jump up onto land and eat humans, uh, and there's like one final mechanic where you can grab something, uh, and you can actually like tell whip it, uh, send it flying like a projectile, and you do oh. all this in the intro, and the intro is is great and it's silly and fun, and you're like, wow, look at this, um, that's the whole game, the intro oh. is the entire game. Um, over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. Uh, the mission structure of the game is just menial uh, side objectives, like go here, eat ten turtles, go here, battle a shark, um, and then you do those and you unlock a story cutscene, and then you unlock a different zone. Uh, and I think the environmental design and underwater stuff is actually pretty good. But the gameplay loop is just eating things, and the RPG <laughs> stuff sucks as well. It's like you only have two ways to progress your shark, which is a like a bone. It's called bone. Is some I don't know. It gets tougher and stronger. All right. Or electric, and that's it. You have like two ways to form your shark. So the cosmetic stuff really isn't that good. And I feel you like just eat stuff. There's a very large gap between bone of like ah, oh, i'm getting slightly stronger and my shark is now electric <laughs> yeah and when you what? see those two because they don't seem like two foundational pillars of anything you <laughs> you expect there to be like a large variety like a fire shark or you know a bunch of things and it's just those two it feels really unfinished this game like they came um, up with the core gameplay of uh swimming around and eating stuff as a shark and that was good and then i don't know there's in, in, an indie studio, so I don't know if they had any publisher pressure, so I don't know why it shipped without um, a gameplay foundation, <laughs> uh, missions, unique <laughs> events, or, like, it doesn't have the Goat Simulator funny moments because eating humans on a beach and then chucking uh, a creature, whether it's a human or a fish, that that's is the only seconds. two mechanics yeah, in the seconds. game. Yeah. You right, Ben? Yeah, yeah, I was just saying, that's 20 seconds. Oh, like, I f- that's 20 seconds. Oh, sorry, man. I thought you said, wait a sec. <laughs> no, God, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it. That's the only mechanics in the game, and that's the only, like, laughs you get in the entire game. So mm. it's not funny like Goat Simulator. There's no RPG progression that's really, like, fun or gives you much selection. And you're just mm-hmm. eating things. And it's strange because it's not dog shit. The, like mm. the cores are like kind of funny and interesting, but they just mm-hmm. they just like oh, you just eat things and then the game ends. It's, it's weird. It's a really bizarre game, and it's fifty dollars. It's fifty dollars. Absolutely. Oh my god! It's I can't believe it's fifty dollars. I think it rivals Resident Evil Three as the most overpriced oh. game of all time. There it is. Fifty dollars. What did they think they had? $50! A meme. A meme. They thought they had a stream meme. They thought oh people my were going to go God. like, oh yeah, watch the shark game for three months. And it's like, no, that's not how this works. It happens no. for two days. It ends. <laughs> three like months of the shark game. Can yeah. You, that's, you can, yeah. 
I'm all down for, you know, Surgeon Simulator, Goat Simulator. Um, yeah, I don't know. They were priced appropriately. Name your silly stream games that are made for YouTube. Goat Simulator, Goat Sim is like the original, right? Yeah. And it was, what, $10? GMOD. Mm -hmm. Five dollars and shit as well. Like it was terrible, but fifty dollars. I can't believe it. Oof. And it was the same week that Minecraft Dungeons came out for free. Technically, you know what I mean oh, on Game yeah. Pass. Yeah. And Polybridge yeah, yeah. Two came out for five pounds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe Polybridge Two seems like a scam. It's so cheap. It, yeah. it was crazy. Fifty dollars. There's such like a weird that. discrepancy with game prices nowadays. I feel like there needs to be some some rules. <laughs> Like there needs, to, <laughs> yeah. there needs to be like some checks into this stuff. You can't charge fifty dollars for a shark game where you just crunch stuff and it ends. You can't I, do I, that. I, I don't know where I read this, but I think I read that that game was in development for like quite a long time. Oh uh, my which god! Is probably why they charge fifty dollars for it. Fucking hell! Um, That's crazy. Yeah, what a shame. Because as I said, the the core of the game, uh, where there was so much potential for gimmicky fun. If the game, like, really brought in some people who know comedy, that game could have been a really good time, and it could have been fun yeah. all the way through. Or even just a gimmicky, you know, shark RPG, which was actually Put lasers on the shark, and you got an easy Austin Powers bit. Like... Yeah. The, um... Oh, my God. The story cutscenes are weirdly serious as well. You're against this Ugh. one um sailor it's like a jaws type setup where he wants to kill you and the game starts yeah. with you playing as the shark and then he lifts you up and he mm -hmm. cuts open your oh. stomach killing yeah, you about that and pulls mm -hmm. out your baby and chucks it in the ocean and then you continue as the baby whose mum was just slaughtered and then there's a part in the fun. game where you blow sounds up a like boat fun. and you kill his son <laughs> oh wow and he's really all burnt like and fun. his leg comes off and it's like what the fuck all you, all you have to do is make like is just do parodies of key movie sharks like do yeah. a tornado of sharks and call it tornado of sharks and yeah just like, have that be an attack charge yeah, exactly 15 20 dollars uh make an evolution of the shark uh that i grow like human legs and now i can walk on land and eat humans oh, without you know something now just make it talking. silly now can yeah. i get a job as the sharkman <laughs> yeah just i feel uh, like no no. Unemployment's at the highest it's ever been. True. No one has jobs. Not Ten even sharks people. get COVID-19. Yeah. They, oh, snap. Oh, well, I guess if they wear a big, big mask. There was, uh, there was a lot of potential. Uh, and That's a shame. I just don't think it's that hard to make a silly, you know, YouTube game. Uh, and for some reason they made it... Well, clearly it's not. Yeah, God, so I don't many know. Of them. So weird. 50 so overpriced. Um, disappointing. Disappointing. Meh. Uh, but I just want to pause for one second. Mm -hmm. Ben, can you, like, adjust your microphone, um, like, cut off? You're cutting off a lot, and you're sort of hard to hear. Am I? In uh, Discord? Yeah. Like, turn down the sensitivity to, like, negative 70 or something. 10-4? Uh, it's on automatic. I turned off automatic. Yeah, turn it off and set it manually. That's what I do. Bing, 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 bong. Just bing, bong. Bong, bong, bing. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bong. I'm just going to turn you up slightly as well. It just sounds like you're cutting out. The, the ball goes bing bing bong. I think we got it fixed. I feel yeah, good about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, Manita overpriced, uh, disappointment, uh, badly formatted, not funny, not good RPG, not interesting. Mm. Uh, Polybridge two. Let's talk about mm. Polybridge two. Um. It's good. <laughs> please, please don't say you didn't like it. Oh God. Um, I, I like Polybridge two. Um. I don't think it should be called Polybridge 2, though. 
Um, Polybridge 2 should probably be retitled Polybridge Redux or Polybridge Remastered. Um, Polybridge 1 had a couple of issues. It was finicky. um, There was weird physical RNG where sometimes you would run uh, the simulation, if you want to call it whatever, and it it would function differently different times, and it was so fucking annoying. That's chaos theory, baby. Yeah, the split joints in that game. Uh, I don't know if you know what that is, Jameson. It's like you can make your bridge connect to different points if you move it. Those were inconsistent. Um, mm. It was too difficult, Polybridge 1. I think if you buy a game, you should have the option of beating it. Um, and po- <laughs> Polybridge 1 is... It gets so fucking incredibly difficult near the end if you're not, you know, knowledge and engineer, engineering and, you know, yeah. how to make bridges, which I wasn't. Uh, some bridges near the end of Polybridge 1 were taking me four hours for one bridge, which is just stupid. Good God. Um, and I think Polybridge 2 fixes every single problem in Polybridge 1. Uh, Polybridge 2 just feels like they had some, um, I don't know, regrets, and they really wanted to polish up uh, their original product, and I think they did that. I think Polybridge 2 is the one to get. I don't know if I would tell people to skip Polybridge 1 because the levels are more interesting and challenging in Polybridge 1. But Polybridge 2 is just so cleaned up. Uh, Everything about it is better. The game now tells you where the weak point of your bridge is, which you didn't in Polybridge 1. It has this big red circle and it says, this broke first. So in Polybridge 2, you instantly know like where where the weak point is, the one weak point. In Polybridge 1, you had to just play it in slow motion and like watch where it broke and it was a pain in the ass. Um, Polybridge 2 is objectively a huge improvement over Polybridge 1, but the levels are just kind of easy. Uh, I have 100% uh, of the game in 15 hours. Holy. Um, oh, How much playtime uh, do you have on the first game? 100. Like 300? Oh, 100 wow. hours. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so I should correct myself. I haven't 100%ed the whole game because the level format in Polybridge 2 is is different and I don't know if I like it as much. There is four worlds and in Polybridge 1 there were seven worlds, eight if you 100% of the game. Wow. But in Polybridge 2, to fix this, if you 100% the game the first time around, you unlock uh, four more worlds, which are the exact same levels, but with a twist, a challenge twist. So it would be like instead of four hydraulics, you only have one hydraulic or, you know, mm. you don't have steel, you, you only have wood. And I just don't think that's as interesting as making unique worlds. Yeah. And there's just not a huge amount of innovation on the basic structure of the game. They put springs in, uh, which really helps with levels where you want a car to fall. Uh, in Polybridge 1, it was a fucking nightmare to have a, a car like fall off a tiny ledge and try and make a bridge which catches you know, a falling car. And now with springs, you can have roads uh, and bridges that move and have give. Uh, which really helps with crazy designs. But, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm quite good at the game now because I know the tricks of the trade. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just, it wasn't difficult. And the levels weren't really varied or interesting. And I don't think it's fair to objectively say the game is bad. I just don't think it's a very good sequel. That's why I think it shouldn't be called Polybridge 2. I think they should have called it Polybridge something. Polybridge Redux, because it really feels like an expansion pack to me. If it was like a reimagining of the first game rather than, uh, you know, two. A full-fledged sequel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's a disappointment for me, but I think more than ever, it makes Polybridge 2 worth getting. 
Uh, all mm-hmm. the rough edges of Polybridge 1 are gone. Uh, it's so much more accessible. Uh, they've made it so anyone can actually beat the game now. Um, but the only way to get like crazy challenging levels is to go into the workshop. Uh, and there is good mm-hmm. workshop support. But you just never know what you're going to get when you go to the workshop. Am I going to get a shit level? Am I going to get one that's made for someone who actually has like a master's degree in engineering? Because that's obviously really some of the com- yeah. some of the community are just crazy. So yeah. ugh, I don't know. It's just I feel like they should have taken all the levels from the first game and brought them over into two as yeah. well. I just so that you yeah. would have all the hard levels I just, for people that haven't played the first one. Yeah, I just they'll wanted find a way to yes. charge for it. A couple more difficult creative worlds. It's just yeah. it's just a bit easy and simple when it comes to level design, even though everything in the game is better than the first game. But, you know, uh, Polybridge 2, if you haven't played uh, Polybridge ever, is a fantastic game. And you should get it because then you can... Mm-hmm. It's accessible. It's actually beatable. Uh, and it works. <laughs> it works much better than the first one. So How's the good. soundtrack? Uh, it's... Ooh, okay, this is another point. It's the same Uh-oh. as the first one, but, like, uh, remastered. And it has, like, extra layers oh. and it's softer and it's I heard better. Some piano. I heard some more piano in there for sure when I listened to your stream a couple times. Yeah, the soundtrack's really good. Um, mm. But that's why it feels even more like a remastering <laughs> slash redux. It's because it's the same yeah. soundtrack, God. but it's it's got more layers. It's uh, hmm. better produced. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's a, it's a mm. weird way to make a sequel. But it's a good game. Mm. But I think people who haven't played the first one will get more out of it than people who played a lot of the first one. Thank God yeah. it was cheap. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Apart from that, lads, I, I'm going to leave that one because I know Ben will probably talk about it more. Yeah, probably. Uh, do you want to talk about Deep Rock Galactic and that being an, an amazing game? Would love to talk about Deep Rock Galactic. So Deep James? Rock Galactic, uh, for people who don't know, because I feel like it's still a little bit under the radar, it's a randomly generated... Uh, my co-op mining monster wave game. Fuck, I, I screwed it. <laughs> yeah, you're, you you started off by saying co-op randomly. mining yeah. action game. Yeah, a, yeah. It is a weirdly hard game to sum up. We've been trying to do it. You over go Discord. into a procedurally generated mine, and you mine stuff, and you shoot mm-hmm. starship trooper bugs. Mm-hmm. You, get and a, you, leave you have a mine. primary and secondary collection objection objectives um yeah. that uh and and randomly uh time spawn waves of enemies yeah as well yeah, yeah. and a very l- decent amount of like upgrades and things to work towards mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. four different classes you can play it's four player co-op uh, great social space yeah and the random matchmaking community is incredible oh my god well. they're so friendly yeah. and drop in good. drop out co-op as well like actual drop in drop out co-op not like you your game crashes and you're screwed no you can just join back in because it's a good video game uh, man it's just nice to see yeah. early access work you know you want to you want to talk about your feelings about uh deep rock how you feeling about it so far there big yeah so i think um what's most surprising about about deep rock is when we first played it in early access um we kind of fell off and i wasn't that compelled to keep going you know when it's early access it's like well shrug i'll just come back when it's done yeah Mm-hmm. Um, but this time, I think what they've done so well is the really, um, I was going to say subtle, but it's more just like, it's minimal, but effective character progression. Mm. There's 
just all these small little things to work towards constantly even though the ultimate cycle of the game is just you pretty much doing the same uh, expeditions and dives over and over and over again uh, with the randomly generated caverns with the slightly randomized objectives and with the uh, very slow drip feed of uh, you know uh, character cosmetics gun upgrades unlocking new beers at the bar mm. um they they hold back uh, entire uh what do you call it like modes behind prestige in the game which kind of reminds me of stardew valley when you couldn't get to the desert for 20 hours it's really fun to have like an entire portion of the game hidden behind that little check uh, when it comes to pushing mm -hmm. forward uh, and i just think they've done an amazing job of making something that could be a little bit repetitive and mean you'll feel uh, really compelling. Mm. I want to keep playing this game not just because it's fun, but because I'm eager to keep going and unlock stuff, which I was not expecting. Yeah. And I am... The progression is key. Like, yeah. And it, it's it's why something like uh, GTFO is sort of missing it mm -hmm. for me right now. Mm -hmm. Is like, there's no reason to play, which is sort of mm. shitty because like... You know, Sea of Thieves had the same thing where it's like, what's the point of Sea of Thieves? There's no skill tree to work through. Because, you know, I definitely don't think every game needs to have a skill tree or, like, perks to unlock for your guns. Yeah. But, you know, they, at the same time, uh, it exists and is popular for a reason. Yeah. And, uh, and if you have a good core and then you put stuff to unlock... It makes it really compelling to keep playing that core thing. Yeah, I think uh, I suffer more than a lot of people when it comes to really needing an objective to sometimes motivate myself to keep going in games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I've struggled with that when it comes to like No Man's Sky. I just, I'm that guy who's like, well, what's the point? Because I just, mm -hmm. I, I can't help it. I just need, I, feel that. I need a carrot on a stick, as I say all the time. That's, I don't know, my brain just works like that. I like having stuff to work towards. Um, and Deep Rock didn't really have that the first time, hence me dropping off after like five hours and being like, oh, that was cool, I saw it, uh, mm -hmm. next. Yeah. And now I'm like, ooh, I want to prestige all four characters. That's kind of my mental goal at the moment. Love uh, that. You know, we have to, we'll see wow. what happens after I prestige all four of them and see if I keep going. But regardless, that looks like it would be like 100 hours of gameplay, and that's pretty fucking good for any game. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been talking a lot, so uh, what do you guys think of Deep Rock or not? I, uh... Boy, howdy. Uh, like, I, I think about... I don't... I've, I've said this a lot, obviously, but talk about a shining example of what a 1.0 game should really be. Mm -hmm. um, like, all the little details that you don't expect there to be. Like, there's just always that... They've always thought that one step further a little bit more than... than like, with every interaction that you have in that game. Like, yeah. Uh, just when you think that your main weapon has a lot of upgrade trees, they introduce a second one for you, and... Um, just when you think like, oh, I can buy like one or two beers to share with my friends. It's like, oh no, actually there's dozens and they rotate and you have to yeah. ingredient collect and you upgrade your brewery, like your brewery license so you can have more beers and they have buffs and it's like, and then on top of that, the passive, uh, perk stars that, that James or that either you or Jameson alluded to in regards to rewarding you. Um, there's so many and they did oh, yeah. a great way of like making that currency so small and allowing it to accumulate so you're like oh shit I can buy a bunch of perks now mm -hmm. it's like there's a lot the character customization really blew me away um, I was really really surprised with that and then and then on top of all that you go play the damn game you go do your 20 to 40 minute instance and it's fun as hell and yeah. it's well it's it's perfectly paced it's mm -hmm. not impossible 
it's a fun challenge and like everyone has a great role to fill like i can't it's one of the most well-balanced four-player co-op experiences like i've really played in a very long time it's yeah it's so it's so surprising especially in 2020 when it just feels like like this one feels like a really great touchstone um like something we haven't really had that's such a great co-op package exclusively pve in this way in a very long time everything's felt either really specific or too challenging or too dark like i think about dead by daylight where I th- or i think mm-hmm. about, or i guess that's probably a poor example i gotta think about like pve experiences like that but like your monster hunter experiences and stuff like that that just have a bit too much weight um yeah or a bit too a bit too many variables i guess uh deep rock i find just its simplicity just pays off so much it's not it's so easy to get into and there's so much there to to engage with yeah and there's there's a real magic to the cooperation in that game like i think monster hunter is a really good comparison because in monster hunter it kind of feels like everyone's just you know dps it's like <laughs> how much can you hurt the the beast and that's kind of it i think in yeah. monster hunter there are a couple of things you can put down which heals your team but there's such like a unique uh feeling to deep rock and how every character even if there's multiple of uh you know different classes in one game how you always feel like you have a little role to play. I think I've mentioned mm. it to you guys actually in-game that I love uh, the relationship between the scout and the engineer where mm. I have to put down my platforms for the scout. That's such an awesome piece of level design and, uh, you know, character cooperation. Uh, just everyone has a great part. The driller is so useful. The gun is zip. Like, yeah. the characters are so well developed that everyone has such a really uh, helpful role to play. You never feel useless in that game. No, and so many like, and the fact that it works every time. Yeah. Um, well, ninety nine percent of the time, but it uh, there's always the resources you need. You can navigate it completely. Like I don't know, it's the, the and the the five or six different aesthetic combinations they have as far as like regions on the planet go yeah. are all very, like they have such a they have a great pool of variables that they can run diff, like the amount of version mission versions as many times, and it always still feel rewarding and not sale like we talked about that a little bit uh during a recent session but just just the how the game looks and the mission variety is just the perfect formula for like i can do this over and over and over Mm -hmm. again and it feel fresh and unique every time like it's just got a perfect amount of variables that way yeah i think you're right it's just pacing it's such good pacing because of all like you said the variance in every single uh expedition yeah you don't really appreciate it when you're playing it because the the, the, the pacing obviously is just unfolding as it goes along but when i think about the games we've played nothing's felt particularly like as soon as you you finish up that wave and it's like great you get enough respite to to breathe up and call in those resupplies or like i don't know like i think the enemies move slow enough like the majority of the enemies move slow enough that you never really feel overwhelmed they just come at you on mass so that's <laughs> that's that's usually the fun part and that's what kind of uh I think drives you standing beside your buddies and shooting at the same, like creating a wall and shooting at a horde all at the same time or, um, but yeah, I know I'm rambling a bit, but it's, it does. If, if there's one thing that I would say, maybe don't you dare, me, I would don't like you dare. more of is I feel <laughs> like the missions I think could be a little more varied. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's less the missions and more just like, I think maybe the core hmm. pillar of the gameplay could, games could be like a little, there could be a little more to it. Just every mission is just, you know, hmm. go in, 
find 10 of these and 15 of these and you know there's a few variations on that um yeah. but i know that they've also said that they are want to uh add more variations yeah and, I th and mix think, those things up a bit uh, i think their uh, next update is specifically uh more primary objectives right nice. yeah i'd be interested but i to... oh you got i i i think that's what's stopping me from like playing it as much as you joe uh is just i i like just jumping in like every 10 days or so for like two hours with mm -hmm. you guys and then not touching it because i think if i played a lot of it i would just sort of get a bit find the things you hate about it of too. the uh of the core just loop of specifically the in mission loop um it's fair but you know i find it, the, that game is extremely well made i, I don't uh, know i just and, find and the great fun i find mining in the game so satisfying uh, hmm. I find the combat so easygoing. I just, hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, I'll get bored of every game eventually, but I'm just nowhere near yeah, yeah. at that point. Even if they yeah. did like a, even if they did like a find five and three, and then there's like a a second main, like a second wave of objectives that's like find uh, six and four, like just smaller quantities. I would like things that are, and then they something change it other than finding things. That's I think a, is where I'm. Uh, at. Yeah. You want to kill? You want to kill five hundred alien swarms? Like you want to? I don't know. I don't know what I would want, but but it's fine. Like I, I'm, I'm, I am pacing my play sessions out in, in a way that is not. It's sort of mitigating the the like. Mm. Oh, it's just another one of these missions. I, I don't really think about that because I'm on, I'm only playing it once every two yeah. weeks. Basically, there's definitely yeah, the potential <laughs> for more interesting objectives. Me and Ben yeah. uh, did something that you haven't seen yet, Jameson, because it's for prestige characters. Mm. That was the guy who's yelling. Promotion! Promotion! Oh, I remember that. I remember that excited okay. lad. And I don't know if I want to spoil it, but I'll just say it was a very unique boss fight, and it was not cool. a beast. It was mechanical. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, like, the few things we've seen, like, I've seen the big, you know, the big, like, gold exploding boss monster, which mm, is cool. Yeah. The, like, weird uh, rogue uh, molly machines are cool. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think I just want a few more of those, and yeah. I'm sure that they are actually probably in there. I am. Uh, I am looking forward to getting to high enough level to deep dive just to see what yeah. those are all about because I don't know. What yeah. That is also, yet. yes, yeah. That I feel like I'm going to be like three months behind you guys yeah. to get to that point. <laughs> I wonder we'll if I can you take you guys on deep dives <laughs> if I. Prestige. I wonder. Yeah. I think you have to. I think you to participate have to have a character level of 25. <laughs> like I think you. Have I'd to imagine. Be, I'd yeah. imagine. That's so, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not in a rush. Hey, I'm just starting a new character. Joe Joe carries us through Deep Rock levels. We'll carry him through Destiny levels. It's a symbiotic, beautiful, powerful relationship. Yeah, but the thing is, in Deep Rock, is you don't really get that much more powerful. Uh, your weapons do get no. better. You know, no, you just, you just are, grind levels. Yeah, your weapons definitely get better as you upgrade them. But that's kind of early character stuff, you upgrading your yeah. weapon. Yeah, like I've played the least amount, and I, I pretty much have everything fully upgraded. Yeah, yeah. but I think that's... It just works well. Everyone's pretty balanced. Yeah. You see a level 80 person, and I don't know, his character's probably going to be as good as yours, just with a bit, yeah. bit more knowledge. Though, seeing the cool laser weapons, I do feel underpowered. Mm. <laughs> that is good. I do like my laser weapon. Yeah, those are neat. Yeah, Deep Rock is uh, great. The company really seems like it knows how to support uh, the game. Every update looks like substantial. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to... Uh, even if we slow down playing it, it seems like one of those things where every single update we'll at least jump in for a couple more hours. And mm -hmm. I don't really care if it's, you know, I play this for 500 hours or I just slowly play it for 50 hours. I just like it. Yeah. Know? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Definitely a, a very real early access success story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's nice to... Like, it, it and Astroneer, I think, were both 2018... Or no, 2017 and then 2018. Uh, or maybe they were both 2018. Because I remember we streamed both to Facebook the first time we played them. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you're Those right. are both games where it's like, play them when they came out in early access and we're like have a you know four or five hour session Mm -hmm. have an appetizer that that was cool this game seems like it might be pretty good when it's done in two years and then two years pass and yes turns out uh i wish there were more of those for me yeah where you play where i play something and then i'm like i'm gonna come back in two years and (laughs) i think we all it's gonna be awesome yeah but uh that's okay it was nice astroneer was great last year yeah and then Deep Rock is great this year, and there's a couple others I'm keeping keeping my eye on, but mm-hmm. doesn't I don't I don't know if there's like it doesn't feel like there's one of those right now uh, for me. I should really um, like... I should really play Ashenir on my own because mm. uh, I, I love our co-op that. experience, but I kind of just left the base building to Jameson because. I don't know, I'm lazy yeah. and I can't be bothered to ask Jameson what everything does and when he's into his base, I don't want to have to be like, um, can I do this? Because, you know, it was his server, his world, and I didn't want to pry. And also, I just wasn't really in the mood because I'd played Satisfactory pretty close to Ash. And yeah. So I just, you know. So oh yeah, Satisfactory is one of those that yeah. I'm waiting for to finish. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so there's like a whole uh, component of Ash and I never got into and I normally really like that type of stuff. So I think, mm-hmm. you know. Maybe uh, in the future, if I'm in the right mood, I will do my own Astroneer server. Yeah, and the longer you wait, the more... Like, they're adding automation, like, basic first-level automation Ooh, to it soon. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that'll just keep getting expanded. And I know um, at some point they want to add, I think, like, more planets or another solar system or Ooh. something. Uh, I mean, they're they're supporting that game. I keep, I keep on top of it because uh, I, I do want to get back and play more of it one of these days yeah um, i'm down yeah they're they're their um update you know their plans are are pretty extensive i think cool. and i don't think they have any plans to stop supporting it uh, i think it i think it's trucking along pretty nicely i'm just looking because it's also on um on xbox oh uh on game pass on xbox you know there's like two thousand people playing it right now on steam nice and i'm sure on xbox it has a decent player it sounds like it has a pretty and i think it just shipped on ps4 in the last few months as well so yeah i think they're um i think they've got a pretty sustainable little little game there for the next few years which is cool awesome because that game is great oh it's art style as well fucking hell man <clears throat> yeah well and deep rock as well has a fantastic oh, yeah. look and sound as oh, well it's music uh, as and well. that <laughs> that goes a long ways astroneer also amazing visuals and an amazing soundtrack for for both those games yeah. uh that that goes a long ways <laughs> good art yeah like polished art and music really helps your indie game stand out oh fucking hell does it man jesus christ yeah Yeah. oh god anyway we might get to that obviously we're not going to go into detail about no we're already going long and i haven't even talked about anything uh, yet me and jameson watching well mostly me watching nine hours of indie showcases oh god that was awful right that industry Wreck, yeah. just... I've Never mind, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep going with the games we played recently. Uh, the last thing I was going to transition into and basically pass over to Ben is Minecraft Dungeons. Yeah, I love to talk about Minecraft mm. Dungeons. I did play about 90 minutes or an hour of Minecraft Dungeons. Nice. I played the first but level will... um, okay. and then yeah. I got to the second level and the game crashed. 
Nice. Six, 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 deleted six. System 32 off your computer. Uh, and then I never went back because uh, okay. um, I can't be bothered. So, so you basically wanted to just say Minecraft Dungeons out loud and then transition the talking <laughs> stick to me. <laughs> you just wanted to say the game name Minecraft Dungeons. Ben? I have, <laughs> I, I have opinions. All right. I do too. All right, I can't <laughs> wait to hear, hear these what well are. baked. I can't wait to hear, well. I can't wait to hear these Ben of opinions, right here. Okay. Uh, let's let's hear it. How much have you played of that game, Ben? Um, hmm, probably twenty hours. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I uh, and I'm <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I I uh, so I'm I am my equipment rank is seventy. Uh, just to put it. I don't into, know what that means. Yeah, just to put it into perspective. <laughs> so, like the um, the average of all of my. Do you start at one? You do start at like one to ten or something like that. Like the the items okay. you use, like the weapons and stuff that you use, they all have a power level, right? And you just I pick see. up a new bow or pick up a new helmet, pick up a new melee weapon, and then you have three ability items. Um, and you ba- like you can you just spec a random character. Like there's no classes. You just kind of de- like use your stuff based on what you get and uh you just destroy it when you get something that's better until you get to the top it's very <laughs> very simple as far as that uh it is very simple yeah i was gonna say the exact same thing <laughs> so accumulatively i am just about to beat the game on my like second pass through um I, be- right being the higher level now and then i guess there's a third difficulty level after the fact that probably takes you up to around 110 Mm. Uh, levels so i'll probably do that i just been like it's a great podcast game like i just <laughs> it's great on portable mode um i'll throw it up on the tv if i'm just chilling on the couch like i've actually had a really it it uh obviously you can't compare the scale but it did a lot of um it was therapeutic in the way animal crossing was for me back when covid started to hit this was in a way a nice simple-minded escape game mental escape game yeah um, i can i can for, get that yeah so it was very nice to have something that was just mindless and uh and fun and you know like um i don't know some of the some of the power-ups are cool it's it's i don't know there's not it's unremarkable but it was simple <laughs> yeah. and fun like yeah it's 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 hard to say much about it because they don't give you much uh they don't give you much slack to work with mm-hmm. it's an isometric diablo game with a minecraft coat of paint yeah, I just um, I just assumed I didn't really look too much into Minecraft Dungeons. I just assumed <laughs> that they were gonna put mining and crafting in it. <laughs> mm, you would think. Yeah, yeah that, no, that's no. the thing for me. Yeah, no mining. That, no mining. I the didn't Minecraft game. No. I, I I I you know saw the trailers, the first couple trailers, and was like, okay, yeah, it looks like a Diablo, but mm. in Minecraft. Yeah. And then like one of the first things I tried to do was like mine a block. Um, and you just, you just, you just can't, uh, I find it very confusing as to why they made a Minecraft game, a Minecraft universe game and brought none of the things that make Minecraft (laughs) good into it. Yeah. Uh, The same reason, like the same thing with the, 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 the telltale, you know, Minecraft telltale game. It's like people... I that's get that there's, you know, people. an audience, certainly, that is that really likes the Minecraft universe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're mostly young kids. And and in that way, I understand the appeal of Minecraft Dungeons. Mm-hmm. Um, but Minecraft's 
cool for some very specific reasons, and when you remove those, it's kind of just a blocky game game yeah. that is like uninteresting and uninspired. Uh, yeah, that was the, just the most confusing part to me. It's just like this is just a very basic Diablo game with no Minecraft in it, mm-hmm. essentially, um, which was very strange to me. Mm-hmm. But I only played an hour of it, and I was just like, okay, yeah, this yeah. is pretty, pretty boring. It's like personally. I'm at the I'm at the point now where it's like I I am high like I'm like ten <laughs> levels higher than the enemies I'm fighting, but there's just so many mm. of them that I'm struggling solo. So that's the kind of the hurdle I'm at now, which is unfortunate because I don't think I'm going to be able to overcome it just because I don't feel like I'm going to have anybody who's high enough level to play with me. <laughs> right. So uh, I feel like my time with... My, I'm so glad I didn't buy the deluxe edition and that I just bought the standard edition. <sighs> oh, I, I, yeah, I played it on Switch, which is nice. I know it is on Game Pass, and if you're bored, I would recommend checking it out. Yeah, why not? Um, um, I was going to ask on normal difficulty does it ever get even remotely difficult absolutely because yeah i'm getting my the the first oh, two levels that i played the two yeah on normal yeah normal. yeah that middle section the, of areas where there's like there's a desert there's the red forge or the redstone mm-hmm. mine and then there's a there's a couple more spots but they do get pretty difficult the last boss is actually kind of hard because those two levels i played were like it was the most easy game i've ever played yes yeah, it's, it's for kids. like i probably could have closed my eyes and beaten it yeah <laughs> like, the, that's what it felt the, like the second loop is a great cha- is a very fun challenge like you're actually i found myself looking for specifically high gear <laughs> to try and like well that's good yeah the, and... the first hour i played just kind of it kind of felt like a mobile game you were just clicking mm, on things yeah. and that was it yeah there's yeah. definitely a few self-aware moments at the start where i was like okay like just keep playing it because even though it's easy now it won't get like just get to the end of it it's this easy like if it's so easy you can beat it and now i'm here uh in the middle of the atlantic looking for a way out <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair <clears throat> but uh, no yeah i mean diablo is sort of the same way where it's like the first time through that game is really really easy mm. um but then the the subsequent difficulties make it much more interesting to play uh yeah having the format be extremely simple <laughs> has been very motivating to play torchlight and diablo and stuff like that so that's been kinda, yeah it's been kind of nice just playing a game with the basic systems so i don't have to feel like i go into one of the the fuller bigger uh adult sized diapers and don't i know probably could have played like 60 hours of diablo if there was a new diablo out right now mm. yeah really, <laughs> like yeah. really quickly because i played a lot of diablo 3 over the years but yeah like I, right now is like the perfect time for just give me Diablo four and I can just play it for like 50 or 80 yeah. hours in like a month and just not have to think about anything. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Minecraft Dungeons was not the one for me. Are there abilities? Like it's not like Diablo yeah. where you have like one through 10 of abilities. No, you have three, uh, three, three abilities. Yeah. And so, and some of them are soul charged, which you accumulate souls based on uh, the enemies you kill. And then you can get other armor pieces that multiply the amount of souls you get per kill. So there's like some interesting currency multipliers there. Um, you can self heal. There's a, hmm. a refillable potion and stuff like that. A dash button. Uh, and then there's just the the melee weapons vary in range and attack speed, and the bows uh, kind of the same. Or they'll shoot multiple projectiles and stuff like that. 
You can summon the pets. gear get like crazy like Diablo does. Um, there's where, like where it's got like 15 attributes and you just like explode the entire screen every time you swing your sword. <laughs> I freaking wish. Like the way it works oh. is weapons obviously have, they do the color uh, rarity scale. Yeah. Um, and with gold being the highest or orange, and um, those are likely to have three enchantments each or three enchantments. Um, and then within those three enchantments, there are three options, and then you level up that option three times. So you have your choice. You get three enchantments. There's three options per enchantment slot, and then you level up your choice three times. So it's kind of interesting that way. So the the gear can kind of spec in unique ways, but then once you make your choice, you can't you can't unlearn. Mm. You 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 have to. You've made your commitment. You have to go get another piece of armor that's like that, and which is hard when uh, orange pieces of gear are so rare in the game so it's an interest there's some very interesting uh swings in value as far as like yeah this game's for kids and it's like actually no if you want that really specific piece of gear you got to play like 12 hours to get it and it's like oh, okay well that's mm. not very kid that's not kid at all is it i think um, or maybe it is the most kitty yeah because kids have nothing to do but play minecraft dungeons <laughs> sure. i think the the most disappointing thing about minecraft dungeons is there was definitely something exciting about the idea of Mojang, uh, you know, taking the Minecraft world and really effectively spreading it into different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, um, you know, ripping on Minecraft dungeons because there's definitely an audience for really laid back, simple, easygoing games. Um, but there's just something a little bit patronizing about Minecraft dungeons in its simplicity. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it feels like it was made for very young kids, which is fine. That's completely fine to make. Mm-hmm. But, um, Kids aren't idiots, you know. Uh, Minecraft no. <laughs> is surprisingly complex. There's a lot of recipes. There's a lot of things to learn in Minecraft. Uh, I've even seen some kids getting into redstone. Um, there, there's just a way to balance, you know, a kid-friendly game uh, and gaming systems. I think for children and for adults. Uh, and I just that uh, Minecraft dungeon kind of shows me that they are maybe just prioritizing on keeping. Uh, a very specific, younger, simpler demographic happy and not really looking to expand the Minecraft uh, world into, you know, uh, products for everyone like Minecraft is. Minecraft is like this flawless experience which can tick a box for just every type of player, every age, every objective, whether you want to make something or just survive in the world. And uh, Minecraft Dungeon is just, its priorities are very obvious. And that ain't me. And yeah. I would love to see... You know, it doesn't matter. I'll just play Minecraft forever. But, I don't know, it just yeah. Yeah, it would it be nice to be excited about Mojang making more Minecraft products. But I'm not eight anymore. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's like, yeah. It's like they forgot that, like, 200 million people plus and, uh, like, have this game. Have yeah. Minecraft OG and yeah. 125 of them are playing monthly. 125 million of them are playing monthly. So it's like, who do you think... Those aren't exclusively kids, and if they are, they're very well-versed in the language because there's so many of them. So, yeah, you could have trusted yeah. them with a little bit of more. And kids can get, you know, they can get a grip on Minecraft. It's, yeah. it's got a learning yeah. curve, but that's part of, you know, your brain getting better. <laughs> learning things, you know? It's an interesting yeah. example of a, of a franchise going after a different genre, though, which... Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's just, get, it's just weird my, to me that it just that. it just does nothing that Minecraft does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Like, I don't know, you could have made, like, the hub world you go back to, like, maybe you could run around there and mine and build, yeah. right? I mean, that and build up, like, a castle or something, mm. like, even that would have been made it more interesting. But it's just, it's the this 
the completely static nature of the world is, is mm-hmm. very strange yeah. to me. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. I was trying to think of... I, I had an example in my head and I just lost it, but... Oh well, it is uh, just yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just. It's yeah. just design wise. It's a weird one. I'm not sure why they <laughs> yeah. went that way. Um, another game I'm playing on Game Pass. If we're done talking about Minecraft Dungeons, mm-hmm. um, I've been playing a little bit more of um, Downhill. Ah yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm. Yeah. That game is really clicking <laughs> for me. I'm actually having a lot of fun with that game. Yeah. Um, I have only like I've just been trying to fl- fig- I've just been trying to finish off. Uh, by completing the first trail that you get, um, mm-hmm. like I'm trying to do the expert unlocked, so I'm in the hardest difficulty version, where I have to do it in like six crashes or less, and or under two minutes. Yeah, like it has to be one of those two, and so the, that's a very fun challenge. Um, it's really like, fun, like perfecting those courses. It is so oh, because you really get the speed going, and once you get the braking just right, you can hit the like and the seat, like different paths you take. A lot oh of, yeah, the I'll, sneaky little shortcuts. Yeah, like it's. It's got the. It does a great job. If you follow the flowers as well, it's a pro tip. Oh. The flowers, the flower, follow the flowers. But it's. The, I'm really impressed with that. Just, just a cheeky little game like that, which uh, is. I'm trying to be more open minded when it comes to smaller, singularly focused games, like a game where you just go downhill on a bike. Yeah. Like I'm trying to. I'm trying to offer more patience to games that are just trying to fill a very specific need. Like for example, I was trying to throw. Um, I got Theo's ball stuck in the tree a couple of days ago, so I had to throw a, a flip flop at it in the tree. And I was like, "This would be a fun game if, like, the ball got stuck in higher versions of the tree. There's branches blocking your path, and you had to throw a sandal up." I was like, "That'd be a cool, just one shot game." I was like, "That's why there's so many fucking video games because somebody was just like, yeah, this yep. dumb, this dumb Man, idea.' Then you should have been in the up. indie show. You would have done well. Uh, would that Make have been a that good in one? dreams. Yeah, I did think about making that in dreams for real. I oh, shit, that'd be cool. Yeah, so, but it's just like, um, what the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Downhill is a very, very, uh, very, very fun game. Yeah. I'm sure Joe is glad to have someone finally to agree with him that they like down, Lonely Mountain Downhill, because yeah. I've tried that game twice, and my brain just, I don't know what, I, get I that. don't know what it is. Sarah my tried brain too, just and she... does not understand how to control it, yeah. in both control schemes as well. I just... I can't control it at all. I always do, like, if there's if there's a turn coming up, no matter what, I do a quick serpentine before the turn, just to get, just to kind of calibrate and remind myself mm. which, which way am I going to turn when I move my stick here. So doing a little jig right before a turn is kind of like, oh, okay, if I boom my stick this way, I'll go that way. It's a good little check-in. Interesting. So may, that might help you a little bit. Um, and, I'm never going to play it. I don't well, know why. I just, my, I don't know. I just... Didn't have, yeah, it's didn't just have one that. of those weird brain I, things that yeah. I don't know, even know. I don't even know what it is like. That is so confusing to my brain. But. It's, okay, it's okay, bud. Well, if it's I can right. remember, yeah. it's because left isn't left on the thumbstick. You're just pointing in the direction you want the bike to go. Yeah, from is, like it, a, is the turning camera. relative to your bike or relative to the camera? And those yeah. are kind of the two main. If, if the camera was behind and yeah. following him, it I would. Like... It would be no problem. But I, I just yeah, it is. I, and, and I remember Joe saying, you know, there's a different control scheme. And I tried both of them. And I, I just, I would, I couldn't get through the first mission. I couldn't, I, you know, the first mission, you like, you come down a straight to the right. And then it turns to the left. Mm-hmm. And I could not complete that turn. <laughs> it, it, it was so baffling to my brain. I, and I don't know why. It's fascinating. Uh, Sweet boy. Games are weird. Maybe it's more like a retro uh, control scheme from older games I played. I'm not sure. 
I don't know. Yeah, it was very strange. Uh, I've never... There's not been too many times where that's happened where my brain is just like, I don't understand. Uh, but that game was big time. <laughs> uh, which is pretty... I find it very funny to me that I, my brain is just incapable of handling the most basic-ass little <laughs> biking down a hill game. I played 200 hours of a cowboy game, but God, I can't... Just, I can't ride this bicycle bike down, down a hill, hill in a video game. Baby can't bike. Um, <laughs> no. The, uh, the only other game I want to talk about before I talk about a game Jameson is probably going to talk about too is um, oh, yeah. I want to talk about Gunfire Reborn a little oh, bit. Oh yeah. Which, um, which I picked up on Steam after seeing Goth play it. Um, I have five hours played nice. in Gunfire Reborn uh, which is a first person shooter roguelike oh, right. floor clear uh, with randomly generated floors. Um, the one and, with the ugly art style. As you level <laughs> up. <laughs> a little bit. As as it runs really well, so I don't really care how shitty it looks. It runs like yeah, it runs over two hundred frames, <laughs> which is lovely. But anyway, it uh, as you level up your character, uh, different drops will spawn on the floor. So like <gasps> as you um, kill fifty um, long range swordsmen, you'll unlock a new gun that will drop at random on the floor. So it's kind of cool that way. It's that that's an effect I find Binding of Isaac does well is rewarding you with floor drops the more you play or the more things you achieve. So that's kind of a neat oh, tick. Cool, yeah. um, the first floor is, like, the first level is five floors and then a very beefy boss fight that I was like, I don't know how I'm ever going to beat this clown. But as you play the game, um, as you progress through floors, you acquire an upgrade currency that you can only cash out um, that run. So you don't roll over any leftover progression currency on the floor which is kind of interesting so if you like get to the end of your run there's three there's like a attack tree your health tree and then your special powers tree and like each thing's like 10 20 30 so if you had like 35 and you spend 30 your five go away so you don't there's no progression or carry over that way um <laughs> but uh, different elemental weapons which is fun um the random generation's nice. The stakes are low. So it's kind of nice just playing a really smooth, really fast, um, buttery, roguelike first-person shooter. Um, I don't know. It feels really good. Um, yeah. I'm really, really uh, pleased with it. I, so I, I, I get that. I like, I like that genre. I look forward to it getting more things, though, because it feels pretty... It feels like... Yeah. It feels very basic right now. But uh, mm-hmm. I feel like it, there's only two characters you can play as right now. Um, and then like they're adding a third one soon that um, I think is going to be a bird type character, so that should be interesting. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool. There's vendors on each as you progress through the game, so you can upgrade and buy food and upgrade your weapons and stuff. So yeah, I think, and every time um, you complete a floor, you upgrade like your abilities and stuff like that, and that's different every time. So I yeah. think I've put it on my wish list. Um, mm. I think I was talking to Jameson about it when we were watching some indie uh, shitty show. Where I have really come to like that type of genre. I think specifically the Remnant DLC popped up, and I was like, "Oh!" And uh, yeah. Jameson was hating because he's a hater. Um, <laughs> but I realized the other day when he said he thinks Outriders look shit, and I also agree it looks shit, but I still want to play it. That I have kind of discovered like a replacement for first-person shooter, multiplayer, and Destiny type games in the kind of weird roguelite. Uh, shooter genre? Yeah, the one-life style progression system. Yeah, because no matter, you know, what I play, I'm always just going to want to eventually shoot shit. I think that's just part of being a gamer, man. You just eventually want to shoot some shit. 
uh, and I don't no really the... have anything for that. Yeah, I couldn't say no to the price either because it's it is an early access, so it's only ten bucks American or eleven bucks American right now, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Um. So being dirt cheap and getting in on the ground floor is kind of a kind of a nice uh, nice incentive. So yeah, had a lot of fun with that. Um. And then the only other thing I wanted to talk about was Destiny. So yeah, um, go ahead, boys. Want to go for a nap? It's as we. <laughs> As we got our big uh, Beyond Light reveal um, last week, um, so we got a, a plethora. My dog is going nuts because I'm trying to hide a squeak toy on him. What up, um, Theo? Theo's doing good. Um, but yeah, Destiny, plethora of new content coming this summer, this year, and the years to come. TM, mm. TM, TM, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Um, with... Uh, some really interesting stuff coming in the fall as far as like the new enemy and things like this and higher light levels and they're going to be uh, f- sunsetting some weapons so they're going to really try and uh, freshen up the meta in a way that I think is going to breathe new life into it going forward um, which is hard it's hard undo it's hard unringing bells and undoing yarn work um, I don't envy them having to untangle the webs they've weaved for themselves by mm. trying to make a console what is arguably a console game a lifestyle game so it's it's been interesting just trying to see their path there, but I'm I'm confident in it. So, but uh, the grind's been fun. Been playing a lot of uh, been playing the story based stuff for the new season, and uh, just been playing Crucible and, and trying to level up my stuff and feel really inspired again to play that game, which feels nice right about now. I kind of I feel like I feel uh, for Destiny Two the way you feel about Deep Rock right now, Joe. Not mm-hmm. uh, not slamming Deep Rock at all, but just really satisfied with the reward loop and the gameplay that you get out of it and everything that goes into it so yeah it's the perfect time for something like that yeah and like something that has small uh, something with short sessions and rewarding progression like it's just kind of nice to have things like that and there's enough enough to do in destiny and i'm good enough at it that i don't really have uh i don't really have too much to complain about in that regard so but no but having it just it feels good to be back on destiny but i want to hear complaining i i don't I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't really, I don't know. Anything I have to complain about is uh, usually just, I get it played. I don't know. If I die in PvE, I die in PvE. And then if I die in PvP, it's just like, I got it played and that's how I should go. Like, I don't, nothing really gets under my skin that much when it comes to Destiny. That's fair. Because I just, like, I just walk away from it when, uh, before I get too heated about it. And I thought we were going to get drama. Nah, well, not for me. Uh, it has certainly been a roller coaster uh, the last few months with Destiny. It's Jameson, uh, the Destiny Man. It's been uh, a, it's been you know a very a very Destiny like roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, last season was from March, started March third or whatever until June third. Um, March. April and May would have been a tremendous time for Destiny to have been good. Mm-hmm. Uh, because everyone on Earth was stuck at home with nothing to do. Yeah. And a desire to play a game that is easy to play and shut your brain off of, which Destiny is very good at. When it's good. Uh, Isn't it free now? Destiny? Yeah. The base game? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, the base game is free. Since last October. Um unfortunately the march april may season was doo-doo it was i'm i'm trying to think and it was it was probably it was it was the worst 
chunk of Destiny content ever. Whoa! Holy shit. Um, now, that is not to say... Whoa. Well, that is not to say that, like, there have been worse periods of Destiny. I don't know. Maybe this might have been the worst period of Destiny. I, I wouldn't say it quite that Oof. far. Because there are periods of Destiny where there's, like... It's bad because literally nothing is happening, yeah. right? Um, whereas this, you know, those three months of Destiny, I paid $10 and I played, like, I don't know, 40 hours of it. Um, so, like, you know, it obviously wasn't terrible and it was still keeping me playing Well, the game. your playtime doesn't really equate to the quality of Destiny. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But I would rather, I would rather have, well... I was gonna say I'd rather have something to do than nothing, but I think this last season might have been better off if it just didn't come out. Uh, it was just, it was just bad. It was just boring. It was just the one new thing was just a bad public event that was way too hard to complete, and their matchmaking. There is no matchmaking, so it was just you know spawn into the zone and hope there are people there, even though. This has been a very actively complained about problem with Destiny since, oh, let me check my watch here, 2014, um, wow. where they do events or they do like sort of horde-like events in the patrol spaces and they don't put matchmaking for them. So you have to slow walk into the zone or like just spawn into the zone over and over again until you find an instance or wait there for half an hour until people spawn in. Uh, this has been a problem since since 2014. Like, and and they and the worst part is that they solved this problem for like 18 months. The last eight prior to March, from like 2018 to March 2020, whenever they put the, these new sort of horde like things into the game, they they did it with matchmaking, and everyone was like, "You did it, good job, Bungo. You did something right." <laughs> And then this last season, they were like, uh, nope, we, uh, we're back in our 2015-2016 mentality. And everyone was like, did you, not, did you not hear our feedback for the last seven years? Like, hello, is this thing on, Bungie? <laughs> um, and so that was part of it. And then... And then, you know, there, there there was bugs. Like, the game's been very buggy for the last... Like, two of the three new exotic armor pieces were disabled for the entire season because they were broken, um, which is pretty embarrassing. And then there was a big quest that people got excited about that uh, came up near the end of the season. And you did a thing, as you usually do, and it was, you know, whatever. And then you got to the next step, and it was... Uh, kill, kill a thousand fucking enemies with a shotgun, and you're like, "Oh, give me a fucking break!" Like, and then you did that, and then the the final step, which was supposed to be a you know a sort of mission with something new in it, uh, it was just bugged, and literally no one could do it for like five days, and Bungie yep. had to. And I don't envy Bungie here, right? Like, they're all working from home. They had to patch. They you know there's discrepancies between with live games especially as we've seen over the years where you test something on the test servers internally and then for whatever reason because games and computer code are a fucking pain in the ass uh it functions differently when it goes live mm -hmm. uh, and and they're all working from home and they had to it wasn't a server side fix it was a full 
patch that had to go through certification with the console holders and everything. And, you know, they turned that out in three and a half days, which is, is cool. Good for them. But it was just like the perfect, like, mwah of shit right at the end of three season, three months of, of bad. Um, mm. That just really bummed people out. And, and in, in between all that, they, they have started to detail like their plans for, some of the bigger changes in the fall, which includes, as Ben mentioned, sunsetting weapons, which basically means everything prior to um, October of 2019, all the weapons and armor prior to that date will not be, you won't be able to infuse it beyond a certain level. So it'll basically, it's basically taking all of the armor and weapons that you have and making them unusable in high-end content Um, which is their solution to the game being too easy uh which and and so it has and that has a is a thing that is very much 50 50 with the community half the people are fine with it and half the people are vehemently against it because Mm -hmm. destiny has always been a game where you take your gun and you bring it with you wherever because you know it's like the love affair with your gun mm. right that's that whole game's pitch um even though they have done this already once in the past with destiny one and no one gives a shit uh, about it but you know the internet is a thing and voices are much louder now than even they were in 2014 um and i don't know i think that is a i like i'm okay with it because i force myself to switch my guns up every year because it just gets fucking boring to use the same gun for a long period of time. Yeah. Like it's pretty simple. And so I don't mind being forced to change play styles. Uh, it's something that, you know, we've talked about it for years now, how do developers force you into new ways of playing and the, the best ones do it without feeling like they're forcing you. And then, but this is a very blunt, like hammer down. We are, cutting things off like the gun will still be usable you'll still be able to use it in i don't know patrol spaces but at a certain point you're just not going to deal any damage to enemies with your old guns Mm. um but i and i'm so i'm fine with it but i also think it's a shitty solution to a problem that they themselves created Mm -hmm. like they made the guns really powerful which makes the higher supposedly harder content way easier and so their only solution they've been able to figure out is let's just basically disable all the powerful guns we made. And it's like, you couldn't find ways to make the content harder. I, I It's a very strange mm. um, solution. But I also think part of the reason it's happening is because the original plan was probably to have Destiny 3 this fall. And I bet they would have thrown all the gear out in the garbage like they did from Destiny 1 to 2 mm, yeah. if they had gone from 2 to 3. Yeah. Um, so all of that was happening alongside... So like controversial changes were being discussed at the same time as the game was really buggy and the content was very mediocre. Um, and then it ended with a, f- uh, a live event in-game, which... Uh, oh, sort yeah. of Fortnite, Fortnite-like. It was not pitched as a Fortnite event, but it is, you know, the same language you expect. Um, you sort of just call it, hey, they're doing a Fortnite-style event in Destiny, uh, mm-hmm. even though it's an unfair comparison in a way. Um, and the event uh, was cool. That's the problem with it. It was, it was good, 
<laughs> the problem with it was it took nine it was 90 minutes long it was 90 minutes long so there was the do you remember joe from the like main original campaign in destiny 2 you go onto the ship by the sun yeah. and it's like the sun is right there that's cool so that's like a giant it's like a giant ship that the the, the story last season was that the uh, the cabal had taken that ship and had set it on a collision course with earth to sort of blow earth up basically okay um and you know you did shit and it doesn't really matter the the finale for the season was that ship showed up in the skybox at the tower and was slowly getting closer to the tower over a, a week or so and the live event was uh the destruction of that ship essentially and cool. the, throughout the season you had been basically building a network of like missiles in space that would all bombard the ship at the end of the season mm-hmm. and they said tune in to destiny be in the tower at reset on Saturday for a live event of the destruction of the almighty. And it's like, okay, cool. Uh, you go in expecting a 10 minute thing, right? 10 AM. Nothing. <laughs> 10, 15. Well, theoretically nothing. We don't, I just still don't know necessarily if the event had actually started, but it was slow, yeah. so slow moving that you couldn't even notice it. 10, 15, nothing. 10, 30. I see, what are those in the... I have my 7,000 millimeter zoom binoculars out. Are those <laughs> are those tiny little like one nanometer thin red streaks showing up in the sky box? What is that? Is that a thing? Oh, 15 minutes later. Oh yeah, they're, they're definitely moving. Oh, oh yeah, I see quite a lot of them now actually. Um, oh, it's the missiles. The missiles are flying through space in like real time because space is huge and missiles fired from orbit of the moon would take a fucking long time to hit a thing at earth right <laughs> yeah and so it was 45 minutes actually no it was a full hour of watching these <laughs> oh no it was about 40 it was about four, 35 40 minutes of watching the missiles travel towards the ship and then 20 minutes of them exploding and hitting the ship um and then the last 5 minutes was when it was cool which is when the ship exploded and a huge piece of it came flying in past the tower and hit uh, the like the mountains off behind the tra- the tower and the small tiny chunk of the tower got damaged and but and it, that part of it was like really well done. Mm-hmm. It was nice. very Seamless. big scale cinematic, yeah. good sound, good skyboxes, good art. You know the way Destiny has always been. Uh, and it was cool, and it's cool that they are now, they have the technology. They said they built a lot of new tech to get this working. And it's cool that it, it worked, and that okay. they now have the ability to do live events in Destiny. Because live events are a very neat idea. Um, it's just that it took 90 minutes to do a 10-minute thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was the, you know, that's Destiny. It took 90 minutes to do a 10-minute cool thing. Um yeah we're just oh yeah there ben ben linked yeah you know and you it's neat uh well kind of it all i mean just a bright light so far yeah so once 40 seconds hits that's when it goes into real time and then you see uh it impact the earth from about 40 seconds till the end you can kind of scrub through to kind of see how it comes down and again i'm saying it's neat you know in the context of destiny right uh, that has never had these things before, and it's like, okay, that was a cool first version. Like the first Fortnite yeah. event wasn't amazing. Yeah. Right? Um, 
and it's cool more that they're going to be able to do those in the future. It's just it wasn't cool that it took 90 minutes for yeah. it to happen. If you had logged in and at 10 a.m. it you know it played out and six or eight minutes later it was over, you would have been like, ah, neat. Listen, um, I don't want to you know, but Destiny is not a game that respects your free time. <laughs> no, and that's part of the problem that was very very much a problem over the last three months is that when destiny players feel like the game is a chore yeah it that's means true. it's a problem yeah, yeah. right because you know to you everything in destiny is a chore to me yeah. most of destiny doesn't feel like a chore but when it does feel like a chore i i know that oh fuck it's not in a good place um and then in the most destiny way they announced like a ton of hype shit and everyone has completely forgotten about it and is super hot for the game again so you know um that's the destiny life cycle life cycle uh, but i do think i feel like i they uh, oh. i don't even know what to say because what so i was looking at the video there's like a cool impact wave that takes forever to get to the tower yeah. that was neat yeah yeah and it like pushes everyone it's back little, and, and it, i don't know if you can hear it but it like it makes you you can't hear things after it hits you yeah that was cool you get the like ringing in your ears um what I was going to say is that I feel like they can't, it, I don't even know what the right words are because no one that likes Destiny will ever stop playing it, right? Mm-hmm. And every time every time they go into a valley of quality, everyone's like, fuck this game, I'm done with it. But the reality is, no. I mean, we're never, no one that likes Destiny will stop playing it. But this last time, really, I've really started to get tired of hearing them say, we're listening we're going to do better. Destiny has a long ways to go. Like, it's been seven years, six years this September since mm-hmm. that game came out. And we've, this is now the third time that it has gone really into the shitter and then come back out a very, and twice now for Destiny 2 already. And it's like, how, we can't keep doing this. Like, what, you I don't will. know what they are doing. I know we will because it's, because <laughs> it's Destiny, right? It's like part of the life cycle. The players and Bungie themselves, I think, are addicted to digging themselves into a shit pile and then emerging out of it like a triumphant, you know, victory. Um, It's just getting tiring, though, uh, because they have had periods of time where Destiny has been like, like, leading up to, there was like almost two full years where Destiny was great. Mm. Uh, From leading up to, like, July before Forsaken forsaken the a whole year yeah. sub, subsequent forsaken and then it started to degradate with you know sort of december january february march april may of this year and i'm sure it'll be really good again this fall and be good for like a while i i just hope that they it would just be nice if they stopped swerving in different directions with the game and and i don't know that i think it'll always be a problem because destiny is just such a weird thing because it is so casual friendly and there are so many people that play it casually but then it is also so hardcore and there are so many people that play it super hardcore and mm. i and i don't think they'll ever be able to balance the two uh, oh yeah but whatever and then the weirdest thing that they've announced the other controversial thing is that they're removing half of the video game in september oh well. yeah half of they're the putting, content they're putting from content the game in the vault yeah yeah so they've They've started a thing called the Content Vault, which is a very Ooh, dumb term right, right. for basically retiring content 
Um, and again, the logic I think makes a lot of sense. It sounds like you know their engine has always been famously finicky, and the game has very clearly gotten unstable over the last year. And they say that they're they're removing like three or four of the planets and all the activities what? associated with them. Okay. Um, and bringing back, but the cool part of that is that they're bringing back older stuff. So like the Cosmodrome from Destiny 1 is coming back in September, oh, which okay. I think is great. And the Vault of Glass will come back next year, which again, that's great. I'm mm. excited oh, nice. uh, about that. So their solution is smart. They're like retiring content and the content they're retiring, you know, there'll always be people that say like, I paid for it. Re! I want to be able to play it whenever. But the reality is I think someone did, they showed the numbers and it was like 1% of the players are, are playing the content on those locations. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, I mean, the better solution is make the content more useful instead of just removing it. But those locations have been there for, for three years now. And it's like, that's fine. I, I don't need to see um, Mercury or Mars or Titan and Io. The, all four of those planets are going away. And it's like, <laughs> what? That's the whole game. It's a lot. It's For a me? It is. It's like two thirds of the game. Yeah, it's a lot um, of the game. It's a lot of the game. But I'm also fine with it because, like, like I was in Destiny One. After three years of those same locations, I never want to see them again. Until three or four years from now, when they bring them back, and it'll be like, ah, oh, yeah, I remember this zone. This was good. I like this zone. Um, but what I like about that idea is that they are now sort of they're really starting to turn Destiny into the thing when what I always hoped it would be in, in, in the ways that it can be, which mm. is that uh, one single, you know, entity with, mm -hmm. and it's clear now that they will, we will never get to a point where all of the planets, all of the raids, all of the strikes, all of that stuff can be in the game at once. Clearly their engine just cannot support it. It would just explode. Um, but it's cool that old stuff will be brought into the game and made new again because it should be uh those locations and activities are good um yeah yeah so it i it, for me i would say all the stuff they announced is is exciting and i i'm down for all of it uh it's a little weird uh for sure especially removing again like two-thirds of the game uh but i also i don't i don't need that content right now like i'm bring me new stuff and then bring me old nostalgic stuff that's a good combo for for me um whatever destiny is the weirdest game of the generation and also one of the biggest and it's so bizarre the cycle that we all go through of being super hyped for it and then hating it and then being super hyped for it and loving it and you know repeat forever times flat circle yeah, yeah. And this new season seems really good so far, so fuck me. I don't know. <laughs> the problem, the, the biggest problem was that Destiny, like I said, Destiny was bad at a time when I really wanted to play lots of Destiny. Yeah. Uh, and it's nice now to have Destiny being good, and it will be really nice to have it again in, in the fall, uh, to have lots of stuff to do. So, whatever. It's cool. Destiny's good and bad, and I love it, and I hate it. Like everyone <laughs> that plays Destiny. So... Nice. Um, I only wanted to touch on two, th two, three things really quickly before we get to news. Touch okay. up all up on them. Okay, really quickly. I forgot to talk about it in the last podcast, Joe. Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy Fifteen. Oh, yeah. Oh. I played more of that game again. Okay. I restarted it on PC. 
Uh, I still don't like that game. <sighs> I still no. don't think it's very good. It is good. I think it's beautiful. I think the world is beautiful. I think the I I th- I like I really like the idea of Final Fantasy 15. The idea of a royal road trip gone wrong and turned into this sort of weird lazy sleepy road trip journey across a cool fantasy world is an amazing idea it's magic mike double xl baby yeah exactly and but in what holds me back with final fantasy 15 is that a the combat's really boring especially coming off of final fantasy 7 obviously um but more so it's the same problems i had the first time i played it and the first time i played it i played like a dozen hours or so um, this time I only made it about four. Uh, the the it's it's like an MMO, like a bad MMO early on, where every quest is just a shitty fetch quest, and you just have to drive somewhere and like kill three rats and go back. It's like all the bad side quests from Final Fantasy VII, except that's all you do at the early hours. Yeah, it's kind of like a Monster Hunter game, game, really. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And. And that in tandem with the day-night cycle is just, I just don't enjoy it. It's just like, oh, I got to go drive here. Oh, kill these things, drive back. Okay, drive here, kill these things, drive back. Oh, it's nighttime now because the day-night cycle is really, really fast in that game. (laughs) And um, yeah, I just could not get into it, uh, which bums me out because like I said, it's, it's, I like a lot of the ideas and aspects that are there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, that game looks insanely good on PC as well. Having only, I had only played it on PS4 mm-hmm. uh, when we bought it. Uh, but man, does that game ever look good on PC? Nice. And the music is great, and the art is great, and the vibe is great. But just the the structure of it um, just doesn't do it for me at all. Yeah, which is, I was I was a bit bummed out because I was I was ready to play final fantasy 15 after seven mm-hmm. um because i really like seven so eh, whatever it's i just wanted to mention it because i forgot about it last time and and my thoughts have sort of i've forgotten what my thoughts were oh, you never get the, to the, the platforming dungeon God i know like i've heard you know you've told me about the cool things that are later in that oh. game and they sound cool but um i just will never i'll never see them uh but so be it Another thing I wanted to quickly talk about um, is I played it on the Xbox One X. It's a oh. console made by Microsoft, in case you didn't know. Okay. Um, My uncle works there. It is a, It was actually a backwards compatible enhanced Xbox 360 game, which was a really good console that Microsoft made oh, yeah. like 10 years ago. I remember that one. Yeah, I think we remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was called Fable 2. What? Oh. I, I wanted... I didn't know what... I had never played any of the Fable games, and I am... Um, with the likelihood of a new Fable being announced soon, I thought I should probably play like a few hours of Fable 2 because I, I own it because it's free or whatever at some point. Um, and it's 4K on the Xbox One X, which is kind of cool. Um, so I wanted to play a few hours of Fable to get a sense of what Fable I'm is. I'm oddly nervous to hear what he thought. And uh, it, yeah, it was interesting. I, I was glad to have played a few hours of it. Um, I did not realize the extent to which that game that game is very like all peter molyneux games it's a gimmick series <laughs> right like it's sort of <laughs> built around gimmicks and those gimmicks i think still have like are still interesting 
in theory, maybe less so in practice because it was made in 2008 on a 360. But I like, you know, it, it, leaning heavily on moral choice in the very Xbox 360 way of like, it's either really good or really bad. And it's like clearly noted uh, good or bad decision. It's very black and white, which is, you know, but the more interesting part of that game to me was the uh, the aging, you know, the the like passage of time in a long term scale mm -hmm. and the fact that i didn't make it out of uh you know adult like 18 year old whatever um i didn't make it to be an adult or an old man um but i think that's a really cool idea yeah. and it's very simply done in that game and that game as a whole is not you know i mean it's it's not very interesting right nowadays i mean the combat is super basic and the humor is like okay it's a it's a it's a witty fantasy world i i got it okay um but yeah the idea that like starting the game as as like a 6 year old and playing through different stages of this person's life and seeing the like consequences of your actions in the long term i think is a really interesting thing and and i would be interested in a new fable game if they leaned into that in the way that you would expect like a big AAA next gen, you know, modern or next gen game could do, as opposed to the ways that it was done in the 360 era, which is like, I said fuck off to this hobo or to this al I oh no, I remember it was I I I brought the alcoholic his alcohol instead of giving it to his friend who's trying to make him quit, and then you know, <laughs> clear, obviously, ten years later you'll find the alcoholic like homeless and and just you know even more alcoholic than before and it's like okay it's a very basic linear black and white sort of structure that it follows but if i could really i could definitely see that game being a new fable being interesting in today's world maybe maybe yeah well that's the thing like i can imagine a very expensive and extensively thought out version of that game whether or not they are capable of making it yeah. making it interesting i don't know mm -hmm. um but yeah that was my main goal was just to play enough able to to understand what it was and that you know it turns out it's a witty fantasy rpg with like basic combat and magic and the main gimmick is time and morality which yeah. you know i i think i think both of those things time and morality the passage of time and morality choices could still be interesting today, uh, depending on how it's implemented, of course. Um, mm. Which is, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they made three of those games. Yeah. You know? Here's hoping Kenna can pick up the, the stuff that uh, Fable left on the floor. Maybe. I hope that that game doesn't have morality choices or the passage of time. Uh, <laughs> but if it's just like a fun, witty fantasy world, sure. Um, but even even Fable's fantasy world is not that it's not that interesting. But again, you know, I mean, it was like 2005, 2008, and 2011 were those three games. Mm -hmm. So a long time has passed. A lot has been learned, especially about choices and consequences in games. Yeah. So I would I I could see a theoretical new Fable being interesting, but who the hell knows? Because Microsoft's first party are, are strange. Yeah. Mm. I uh, um, I don't have optimism. Interesting. We'll see soon enough. It's almost July. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, and the last thing before we get to news, Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm done. Oof. He's done. He's <laughs> off it. I'm done with Animal Crossing. Get, I haven't touched it in two weeks. How the hell did you get pissed off at Animal Crossing? Well, 
Um, happens. It's it's just too fucking slow. <laughs> it's interesting. The first two weeks of that game are paced really nicely. Really good, consistent progression for the first two weeks of that game. And I really and when we recorded the podcast, I had just finished basically two weeks of playing it, mm-hmm. and so I was enjoying it. And the first two weeks, you know, every day, oh, you you do your normal maintenance, and also something else is unlocked or happening or yada yada yada. And then the subsequent three weeks of that game, I logged in every single day, and literally nothing happened for three weeks straight. <laughs> the only thing that happened was. The guy that sells fake art, he showed up, and I was introduced mm. to him. And then right. right at the end of those three weeks, it was almost pushing on four weeks, is when they finally said, oh, you should build some new houses, and we're going to try and get K.K. Slider to come to our island. Mm-hmm. And it took four weeks. It was almost four full weeks of like almost literally nothing happening in that game. You've got to make your own and fun, man. And I just got so fucking bored of it. And I think I would probably still be playing that game if the progression was maybe 30% faster. Um, If it was more at the pace of the first two weeks of that game, which I think are actually quite good and enjoyable. Mm. Um, But it just, it's just so fucking slow uh, after a certain point. And then the grind of money is just... I didn't want to have to keep thinking about it. Like I, I, and I, you know, I documented my, my turnip journey. I Mm. I invested heavily, went all in and my turnip profit website was predicting a 93% chance (laughs) likelihood of a spike to 600. That's a six X return on my investment. And then the fucking shop closed the day that I was supposed to get that return. and I couldn't sell my turnips. It kills me. And and everything in that game costs so much money. Like, I, I just want to build a bridge and make my town look nice. And it's like $300,000 to build a bridge. That's like two weeks of grinding to get $300,000. <laughs> and yeah, it just, it just went from being like a nicely paced, comfy, like 45 minute a day game to being nothing is happening at yeah. all. Yeah, pretty for much. weeks on end and I was yeah. like that's my real life I'm done <laughs> my island is where I want it to be and that's good enough for me yeah mine isn't and and I, I also looked up when you unlock paths because I, I wanted to put paths down and you know do the sort of gardening stuff which is, is fun I like doing that in games uh, making the aesthetics nice and you don't unlock paths until you have gotten a 5 star rating and gotten KK Slider to perform at your island and that sounds like such a far like hundred hours of gameplay away and i'm like i'm not playing a hundred hours of this game so i can put paths down Mm. um i got what i needed out of that game in the first two weeks i had a good time with it and i'm glad to have played it to now have a good understanding of what animal crossing is because i like fable i wasn't entirely sure what it was and i i don't regret buying it i don't regret playing it uh but i'm just i am just done playing that game now (laughs) And now I actually am interested to come back to it in like six months and have everyone be mad at me for like abandoning the town for six months. That sounds kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's just, it's just too slow after a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. Game looks boring. And I have better things to do like play Destiny. Oh my God. (laughs) Christ. 
Uh, we stay winning over there with Destiny 2. <laughs> uh, I have a thousand hours in Destiny 2. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. News time, baby. All right. Sorry, let me just. That's the newsreel coming in. Let me just wipe off the sleepies from my eyes as you guys were talking about Animal Crossing and Destiny. Let me just. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we we we're still going. Thank. That's really freaking. At rude, least you man. didn't have to talk <sighs> about any boring indie games like normal. Oh, yeah, that saved us from that. I did. Kind of rude to yuck our yum, dude. I talked about three. No, no, I said boring indie games. Yeah, oh. yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. Man Eater and Polybridge. I was genuinely interested to see hear how they were. Yeah. Um, and I'm not Oof. surprised you hated them because I don't know if you like video games, Joe. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right, mate. You just said you don't like Animal Crossing because it's slow. Well, everyone doesn't like Animal Crossing because everyone so likes Animal, Animal Crossing because it's slow. It's like the whole well, thing. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Who cares? No, not me. <laughs> Who cares? It's just video games. We got the PlayStation. Yeah. 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 We finally survived long enough. It really felt like the wait for this was monumental. Oh my god! Yeah. Like, I remember at the beginning, at the beginning of February, when everyone was like, "Yeah, it's got to be happening in the next like two weeks." February fourth was like the original uh, rumor. That was the original rumor, yeah. And um, turned out it was June fourth, aka June eleventh. Yeah. <laughs> um, it really f- feels like it's been a thousand years since February fourth. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, I think the thirst was truly real for this event. And the expectations, I think, were sizable. Yeah, I think after I would like say Xbox, I, went, yeah. I was a little bit reserved. Yes, I definitely went in with fairly minimum, or not minimum, but basic expectations. I was like, if Ga- in this gamer hour, expectations, if in this hour they show a game that gets me excited about the PS5, I will be happy Mm -hmm. because right now there's literally nothing if they show one game that's like wow this looks visually great and i want to play it cool my best case scenario was they show ratchet they show horizon and they show the box and they show a bunch of other cool shit and turns out that's exactly what they did yeah they really did it uh and it was kind of insane it was a really really strong show yes i think what's most impressive about the sony show is um they seem to mostly really satisfy everyone. There was I hope so. Uh, if you didn't like that show, I don't know what you like in games. Yeah, there was. I guess fighting games weren't there. <laughs> That's the, that, there was pretty strong yeah. uh, and actually interesting indie titles, which looked like yeah. they used the PS5 power to really push the uh, like glossiness of some of those really vibrant games, and they looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the AAA stuff was pretty varied. You had your platformers like Sackboy, uh, obviously Ratchet and Clank. You had your AAA shooter in quotations for Horizon uh, to kind of, you know. Yeah, or open world RPG. Open world Horizon, RPG, yeah. third person shooter type thing. You had a AAA horror game. Yeah, they had a surprising AAA like third party game. section, just, you know, stuff that's not yeah. maybe going to be exclusive to PS5, like Hitman 3. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. I, I just forgot the one you just said. Uh, Res, uh, Resident Evil 8. Uh, oh, Resident Evil 8, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Demon Souls appeared and surpassed expectations. It was just, I think, the pacing of the show, except maybe the indie section, was really strong. Uh, and I, th- yeah. I think the variety is surprising. 
because of how many people... The variety is definitely the best part of that yeah, show. Yeah, because think. of how many people were watching, I was expecting... Um, I don't know. I know I was expecting a bit more pandering, but when it comes to Sony's IP... Uh, IPs. I don't even know what that would mean. Maybe like I expected an Uncharted to pop up because it's you know right. it's their you know big hitter. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah. it, it didn't really feel like they were just pushing first-person shooters and BRs and stuff that would get people interested. Maybe in the more normy uh, you know crowd. It seemed like that'll it be was, the Xbox show. Yeah, it really just felt like it was <laughs> showcasing a lot of different stuff. It felt like the technology yeah. was shown off, like Ratchet showing the SSD, uh, Horizon showing the yeah. graphics. Um, and yeah. it felt, I don't know, really uh, just varied for people with different tastes, showing you different it felt things. Very, it felt very representative of where games are at mm-hmm. as a broad whole, where it's like, yeah, I mean, obviously things dominate the conversation, but like games have never been bigger and more accessible and more varied yeah. with like something for everyone. And that show had that. Even the indie section, which went on a little too long and sort of bled together after a certain point just because Indeed. the vibe of those games are sort of all very similar but there were still like there were three games from that section that i want to play like immediately mm-hmm. um, which is more than i can say for most indie games like over a several year period you know, yeah it's it's rare for me to be like genuinely interested in more than like one or two of those games but there were there were like three or four that they showed in that thing that looked like things that I would enjoy. Yeah. Um, which is cool. That's great. Um, it was a lot. There was a lot shown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It and it's hilarious show. how bad it makes the inside Xbox thing. Oh, like, oh my oh. God. Yeah. They still, oh. I, I, I can understand. I, I don't envy trying to reveal a console or or figure but like no. to 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 not at least have a finger on the pulse of who you're trying to sell that console to is is when you're when you're touting out a showcase show for the devs instead of for the gamers mm-hmm. it's pretty easy nowadays to figure out who you're who you're making these opportunities for like the inside xbox thing just felt like oh here's finally a place where all the people who are making games for xbox can finally show off what they've been doing which is nice but then you get a show with like sony's and it's like wow these all feel like they have a buyer already yeah and like i don't yeah like these don't need to be sold to anybody i think i said in the chat like the word that comes to mind with sony stuff is oh is curation right Mm -hmm. like sony stuff feels very focused and curated as uh, in while still being like really broad, it's like curated to be broad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And appealing. Whereas Microsoft's selection of indies has always been, it does not feel curated. It just feels like 30 games that they pull off of Steam and it turns out one of them is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's already um, on and, Steam. And there's, it doesn't feel <laughs> like there's any logic or. Nothing about like I look. I don't remember any of the games shown at the inside Xbox thing. I can't even remember the the names of most of them. Uh, oh, uh, Corvus. There was okay, Cor- there yeah. was Corvus. Uh, yeah. Scorn. They did show Scorn. I do okay, but yeah, I mean Scorn. Uh, we talked about the Xbox show, right? Disintegration, yeah. which is out in two days. Was that shown? Was that shown at the thing? Yeah, I reckon. I think they opened with it. <laughs> I think, no, I don't I think know. It, no, it opened with that. Steam game that's already on. Oh, bright memory! How dare you keep forgetting bright memory? It's great. It's in the name. Bright memory. Also, isn't disintegration out now? Uh, Disintegration's out in two days. I thought it was out today. 
I don't know. I hope it's not. No, it is. It is. It came out yesterday. No, it came out on Monday. What? Good. No, it didn't. It has 47 reviews on Steam. Let's take a look at Twitch, shall we? $67. (laughs) Sixty-seven dollars for disintegration. No I got, that, way. I, I got that in a. I got that in a pandemic for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have any, some uh, shitty indie game. The total viewers on Twitch. Let's play this fun game without looking it up. How many closest person wins? Um, Jesus, ninety-six. Okay. Holy shit, that's depressing. That's, that was a guess. Um, there's some some information here. Jameson, you're not playing the game. Jameson, you got you're not playing the game. You got a guess. Sorry, what? How many viewers total are watching the gameplay for Disintegration on Twitch right now? Joe says 96. 126. Jameson does win because it was 137. Ooh, okay. Wow. Jesus. Top top streamer has 39 viewers. (laughs) Wow. (sighs) What the hell? Um, Just to interject here, there's a a little bit of information on bug snacks. (gasps) Yeah. Uh, First-person adventure game. The goal is to study bug snacks plus find a missing person. I don't know what that okay. means. There okay. are a hundred bug those, snacks. Those two things are very different. <laughs> They're very different. <laughs> <laughs> missing persons and also studying find bugs. Find some bugs. Snacks. Also, discover the body of your long-lost uncle. Plays similar. <laughs> bug snacks. Oh, <laughs> bug snacks is plural with an X. Bug snack with a K is the singular of bug snacks. Very good. Okay. Of course, you idiot. Um, there's actually not that much more. There is a little bit of Horizon info. Okay, it looks like they just posted. I... Oh, there's a, yeah, there's a, a gorilla interview. Okay, I'll have to. And Nibel summarized it. Where is it? It's coming in 2021, mm-hmm. which is not surprising. So it's not a launch game. Duh. Virtually no loading screens, no matter if fast traveling or loading from checkpoints. Jesus. Okay. Bigger map with underwater sections. Okay, that was obvious. Dozens, quote, of new machines. Wow. Uh, new tribes, both peaceful and hostile. That's that's what the basic summary is. I'll watch the... We'll, I'll link the video I can't even that. imagine in my mind fast traveling and there not being a loading screen. Like, you just click on a place and you're there? It's, that sounds like oh, immersion breaking. I can't <laughs> well, You know what's always been interesting is, is the idea that... Um, like, what happens to the loading tooltips, you know? <gasps> How do I learn to play the game without those? And if you've been on PC long enough with the with an SSD, you have sort of been living in that way for a while. <laughs> like, yeah. fast traveling in The Witcher 3 takes, like, loading that game fresh takes, like, 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, and it's barely enough time to read those tooltips. And most games are like that now, if you're playing on an SSD. But now, yeah, the, the loading screen tooltip will be gone it'll be gone no more like um mid like uh awkward in between hallways like i'm interested to see what those small load corridors oh i hope those are gone forever oh no naughty dog loves them so did god of war holy shit um but yeah that and 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 to cap off that freaking playstation thing they show the box yeah and it looks they showed that. real silly yeah. and cool and weird and dumb. Yeah. And it looks like you play video games on that thing for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Saw a lot of Facts. Alienware PC comparisons, oh, which you I know, maybe it runs understand. to your local internet. One of those two, or yeah. a router. Yeah, a very big, <laughs> very expensive router. It does look like a router, dudes. It does. I do. I, I like it. I do want it my in least, black. I do want it. In yeah, black. me too. I'm with the ben. black mockups. Do look very good. My least favorite thing about the design is the two USB ports just in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish they were off to the side. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they're just they're just right in the center of it, and it, I don't know why they're right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair, yeah, I get you. But I, I like I like the way it looks. It's weird. It was worth it just um, for the reveal to be exciting. Like the build up was oh, yeah. so long, and then they really expertly had this silhouette where the first thing you even saw is that it was curved, which no one was expecting. Yeah, it was. They they yeah. made that reveal super fun and shocking. Mm-hmm. They did it so well, whereas, you know, not to just like dunk on the Xbox, but like the Xbox reveal was fun in a different way in that it was completely out of nowhere mm-hmm. and just like, oh, they just showed the box. Uh, and it was the, to the point of it being almost confusing. Yeah. Right. You're like, wait, it, wait, is that is that the new Xbox? Is that the bot? What? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this like the little snips in between every game trailer were oh, so obvious, like hardware buildups. Yeah. Um, and then the like three minute reveal buildup at the very end, which was went on for way too long, but in the right way. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then for the end result to be this wacky looking thing uh, is fun. Yeah. Like, why not? I- I'm all for it. I'm with Just, you. It's funny to see people being like really all over it, all over the place. Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't say the memes are, you know, in bad spirit. They're just making fun of it. And I think they kind well, of deserve to be made fun of a little bit because they do look a little bit stupid. Hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean more the people that are like genuine. Oh, right, right, like, right. That are like, I just want a black box to put under my TV. It's like there's no pleasing people. Like if they just did a black box, everyone would be like, oh, boring. It's just another black box. Yeah. But then when they don't do a, a big box... Or a big black box. Or everyone's like, why wouldn't you do a black box? It looks like a router. It's like, oh, who cares? Yeah. Um, I mean, ultimately, who fucking cares? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a giant box, a giant box mm-hmm. uh, that will sit under your TV and hopefully be quiet. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, it won't sound like a jet engine because I'm sure The Last of Us Two, which is out in a, in a day and a half, is going to make my PS4 Pro scream. Yeah. Um, Usually, it screams and, like the enemies you're murdering in Cold Blood. Right. You mean the humans? Oh, yeah. The, the innocent the beings. Uh, young innocent children and dogs. And dogs. Yeah. yeah. Um, it sounds like they, are, they have designed the PS5, and it looks like they have designed the PS5, to be cool and quiet, which is good. Okay. Uh, I will believe it when I hear it. Yeah, this... And also, all the people saying that thing is just going to get so dusty and suck all this dust in... You live in a dirty house in Jasper. Yeah. Yeah. That's my. That's You're my the idea. dusty. You're the dust yeah. bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna ask, of the games shown, which one would you want to play most on launch day? Um, Let me get a list. I I'm think. Do this right. Huh. Because for me, I thought about this, and I although I would. L- you know, here's, here's a Horizon is tempting to say, yeah. But for me, it is it is Ratchet because Ratchet has the balance of amazing visuals and the fun sort of tech gimmick yeah. built into it. Oh yeah. And I think that's the one that I would most like to be there at launch, even though it sounds like it, mm. it won't be. Um, mm-hmm. As tempting as Horizon is to say, like launch games for me, I like launch games that. I like to bounce around between games a bunch at launch, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas Horizon, I would just, that would be all I'd play for like 50 hours. And that, I mean, you know, <laughs> I would not complain, of course. Um, but there is something nice about having like, oh, let's play some Ratchet. Oh, look at that loading. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, uh, I know what you're saying. go to something else and yeah. be like, oh, that's cool too. And oh, more Ratchet, you know, sort of bounce, a, bounce around. I think getting I my- Horizon on day one would almost be overwhelming. 
I want to settle yeah, in a little yes. bit. Let me settle in. Definitely. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I've got three from the show that I think really stand out to me. Uh, and that's Deathloop. Um, yeah, that game Studios, cool. That interactive 1v1 assassination game. Um, there was a lot of talk about whether or not that is going to be actually 1v1. And I'm, I would be dead... St- I would it's put, optional. Yeah, I'd put good money on the... Uh, on it being, they've, they've explained it, yeah. yeah it, PvP, PvE, you but, can play it like a normal single-player arcane game, and then yeah. you can also uh, get invaded if you... I think there's like an offline mode. That yeah, that's smart. I, I'm, I'm excited for that style of multiplayer game to... to I, for like secret multiplayer yeah. in a way, or like or intentional multiplayer in a way like that. I'm excited to see how that develops with the new I would generation. hope that it, if you are connected, I would hope that it doesn't notify you when a player... Yeah connects and takes control yeah apparently uh, they I, can I, uh imitate or look like any npc as well oh man it's like uh, it's like spy party good. but like we're getting better or assassin's creed yeah, back yeah. In the day. or, or yeah. Assassin's i've always liked creed. that idea of, of pretending to be an npc yeah uh, stray stray is the other one <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. why not <laughs> and uh and kenna of course i can't stop thinking about kenna yeah i think yeah. i would like Kenna, Ratchet, or Demon Souls. I think those three would be a really nice. Demon Souls lineup. did look very good. Yeah, Demon I think. Souls did look excellent. I think it's pretty likely that Demon's Souls, Demon's. <laughs> and also Kenna are both there at launch. That would be a fantastic a lineup. Decent possibility. Two very yeah. different moods and worlds and styles. Kenna definitely is there at launch. That's a holiday game. Oh uh, yeah, that's a perfect Demon's little Souls um, has day one no thing. window on it. I don't think. Yeah, it is. And it's, but it's also coming out on PS4, so it's like you know, it's not going to be. It'll be a nice graphics showcase. It yeah. won't be like a good tech showcase, mm-hmm. uh, but that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, it'll take a while for everyone to like really. PS4 get... is uh, still pretty good. We do forget. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. PS4 is you know still a good machine. Yeah. I mean, you'll see on Friday. It's a pretty good machine. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it, it is interesting. Um, one of the many reasons I'm interested in The Last of Us Two is is to see the f- basically the finale of technology yeah. on the ps4 yeah. yeah that's a good point but man those ps5 games look really fucking good they do i think that was what was most surprising to me is because your brain can never emulate better graphics without seeing them right it's just kind of impossible yeah. unless you're like oh yeah. it looks like real life but it's very yeah. hard to imagine something that you've never seen before uh, That's where I detail just, is going to be, I think, the big thing, yeah. I just didn't really expect there to be much of a graphical leap. For some reason, the Unreal 5 tech demo, it I don't know, it just didn't really get the imagination flowing. And I didn't expect no. everything to look so crisp, uh, to the point where I found the show difficult to understand, because everything looked like CGI. I wasn't sure what was right. gameplay or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the the Demon Souls trailer, I thought was CG, but then I was watching the Digital Foundry video, and they 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 were like, no, this should be an engine. Yeah, uh, like the smoke simulations are like really really expensive, like fluid sims for the smoke, uh, and it's like, oh, that's that's cool because it looks like CG smoke. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was... the, the, the Unreal thing was an interesting thing to have the be the first glimpse because tech demos never have good art styles, mm-hmm. you know. And and the art style is what sells the tech, I think, right? Mm. Like tech itself is not ever visually super interesting. Even though the Unreal Engine demo is really visually impressive, it's still just like a boring ass linear Lara Croft looking thing. Uh, whereas when you take the good tech 
and then apply it to the ratchet art style or the horizon art style it really starts to sing and Mm. yeah that's when you really realize like oh yeah this is a pretty big leap Mm -hmm. even though even though at the same time you know like current gen games in 4k look really good still oh yeah um so i don't know that like the leap is it's hard to say until you get them on your tv i'm sure if i were to play ratchet on the ps5 and then go back to it the ps4 version i'd be like ah yes this game does indeed look like shit um but Ratchet on PS4 still looks really good. Ooh. And I, I, I have a hard time imagining a lot of the big games of current gen looking bad ever. Yeah. Unless. Um, unless. But, no. I, this is but, what I'm unless, saying. Unless, unless they do. Unless they do look bad. I don't think that's possible. I don't think so. I, I think just the fidelity reached a certain point this gen where it's just like. You guys trust games you, too much. If you crank the frame rate or the res or the fra- uh, resolution or both, like they really hold up really well, and in a way that the 360 era doesn't. Even though a lot of 360 games still look better than you'd think. Yeah. Uh, in like I remember when they added 4K to Gears Three, like Gears of War Three, aside from some textures, uh, and like general you know geometric detail in levels is obviously tiny compared to current gen or even next gen but like still looks pretty good yeah and i bet a lot of these games from this gen like i'm really curious to see what uh something like horizon looks like on pc at 4k at 60 max settings because i don't know i just can't imagine that game ever looking bad to my eyes um maybe the original like base ps4 versions of games yes right like the 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 seven or the 1080p shaky 30 fps mm-hmm. i can see those versions looking bad but in the same way that you, you go to halo 3 on the 360 and you're like this was running at 640p and like 26 frames per second <laughs> and how did we ever play this yeah. um yeah yeah it's interesting it, it I, is but yeah it's hard to think about something think, that you have never seen before but i don't know I it, once something gets so uh, like when when stuff starts looking looking better than real life, how do you get visually bored of seeing something so vibrant and interesting? Yeah. I don't know. I think yeah. it's got to be a point where it's got to become about the frames and not about the resolution, not yeah. about the text quality. But eventually, after it's, it's more about, it's, about it's more becoming about art style, mm. which is I think the I, the best possible outcome. And and sort of what I think we've had this conversation over the years, where it's like. As tech reaches the point where it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, we could do photorealism if we wanted to. Or, you know, close enough, right? Or a photorealistic art style hmm. really well. But, but I like, want, no one really wants that. I, yeah, I want the like, direct inverse. I an want art, something an I artified, An artistic, you know, interpretation makes it look better than what photorealistic interpretation would look yes. like. Like even Naughty Dog's games, you know. Very, like, realistic focused in a lot of ways. But still, they have this cartoony... Oh, art style to like slightly you know cartoonyified art style to them that elevates it and makes it look better than if it was just trying to look like super realistic human beings mm-hmm. uh and horizon i think is the best example of that because current gen horizon zero dawn you know they they talked a lot about how they were trying to make it look like the bbc version of earth oh yeah right? where it's like this super sexy perfectly lit and overly color graded version of earth that just it just looks better than than going for photorealism yeah. and and her, the sequel looks like it is 
cranking that to the max mm. uh, in ways that are hard to maybe grasp. <laughs> yeah. Like the level of detail in that trailer is is pretty insane. Mm-hmm. It's uh, crazy. It's hard to believe. I, it, it, I'm glad the games look the way they do because it, I am at the same spot where when like we saw the Killzone trailer, maybe even more so where it's like, it's hard to believe that Demon Souls and Horizon will look that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, I totally believe, you know, they will because the hardware jump is massive this time. Yeah. Like the, the, the Xbox Series X GPU is the equivalent of like a, an RTX 2080. Mm-hmm. Like that's like a thousand dollar graphics card. Uh, like a very high-end GPU, you know, and a very high-end CPU and a very high-end SSD. Even for today's standards, these consoles are good PCs. Yeah. Compared to last or current gen where like the PS4 is shipped and you're like, oh my God, the CPU in this thing is terrible by 2013 standards. Like that's not the case this time. And the tech jump is pretty significant, even mm-hmm. though it is, you know, yeah, it's like half the brain is like, yes, I know this is literally going to be how these games look like, but the other half of the brain is like, nah, yeah. <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, I get it, yeah. Yeah. When I saw Horizon, I was like, no. <laughs> In- incorrect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I enjoy, I enjoy, I'm glad we streamed that. And I'm glad you had your face cam on for that because there's some good, there's some good, like, <laughs> baffled looks from you in oh, that trailer. The awe was just, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's like, it's like seeing a brand new color for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even oh yeah it, th- i don't even know what that means yeah it was uh it was something special uh i think it was, it was every time we do like an e3 review um i just kind of prioritize the shock and spectacle and fun sometimes more mm. than the actual games um mm-hmm. you know it's just a novelty of the event i want to have memories of being surprised and with all yeah. the leaks uh, it's hard to get that uh, E3 has been full of them for years, leaks after leaks, and you know there's a lot of stuff in the show that was kind of late to Resident Evil 8, Horizon 2 was kind of obvious, Ratchet was not so obvious actually, that was a real fun surprise, but just the overall package, the contents and the showcase of the box itself was, I don't know, it was uh, it was magical, it was one of yeah. those dream showcases, it was really fun to watch and it was something that I won't forget. And obviously, yeah. that is outside of looking forward to the game and console, the console and games um, themselves, which I can't wait for. Mm-hmm. So fun. I, I'm actually surprised at how little leaked from that. Yeah. Like actual leaks, right? You know, there was, you could sort of predict Horizon because of the timeline. Yeah. You could sort of predict Ratchet as well because of the timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and Demon Souls was, you know, Demon Souls was the one that leaked the most, basically. Whereas, like, even though there were never a lot of details on it, but people have been saying, you know, Blue Point is making a Demon Souls remaster for like a year now. Yeah. And turns out, yes. But aside from that, like nothing really leaked, you know? Um, something like Horizon, there was no indication that it was going to be there. Ratchet, mm-hmm. no indication. Spider Man, no indication. Yeah. Um, and that's cool. It's, I think, the one benefit <laughs> of the covid work from home stuff has been that uh a normally very leaky ship has not been leaky kind of at all yeah uh and like if e3 e3 would have just ended a couple of days ago um if it had happened 
And guaranteed, like three weeks ago, we would have known everything that was going to be at E3, mm-hmm. right? Because except for maybe Sony, because they weren't going to do an E3. Oh yeah, they were going to do some sort of video. And it, it's funny that Sony was the f- first one to say we're not doing E3 this year, and then did the most at best <laughs> yeah. thing in yeah. years. Um, but you know, going even into to Xbox's thing in a few weeks, whenever it is, um, I would be surprised if anything leaks out of that. And like, it's weird to not have any idea what Halo mm, Infinite is. It's exciting. You know, or what else they could possibly be working on as, oh, a, as a larger that's company. That's going to be fascinating. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's fun. Leaks are fun, but also surprises are more fun. Yes. <laughs> and when the yes. leaks don't happen, the shows are way more enjoyable. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, and it was nice to watch a show and have no idea what it was going to be, especially when it started off very alarmingly with why did I move here? I guess it was the weather. The fucking GTA 5 trailer yeah. number 783 running on PS4, which was like the weirdest opening. And it, I loved that opening, though, because it, it was like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, you know? Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. Uh-oh. This is going to be a bad... Oh, oh, it's bad Sony. Oh, here we they go. They got it out of the that. way. And then it. they immediately were like, here's a new Spider-Man out this fall. Here's Ratchet. You know, and... It was not a problem, but I appreciated that opening in hindsight because it was funny. <laughs> it was, yeah. Uh, wow, it was very, it was very good. It was it very was fun. A, it was nice. Yeah. It was worth, it was worth the wait. Yes, it was. It was a fantastic uh, the, the show. The build up, the build up made the payoff more enjoyable than Absolutely. if this had just happened. If this exact show had been in February, it still would have been very exciting. But six months of miserable waiting made it more fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's any other news aside from that. Like, um, no, I mean, really. Like we hinted at, there have been like 75 hours of indie game shows oh, in the last Jesus week, and they've been awful. Christ. Oh my and god! Tomorrow, tomorrow is the EA thing, which I'm actually rather curious to see. Yes, uh, no idea. Google what Stadia show in July. Google, yeah, uh, Microsoft and Ubisoft are next month. Right, and then Gamescom is late in August, so there, there's a lot more stuff to see, which is is fun. Uh, well, yeah, it I, should be I, fun. I think in the moment, I sometimes find this stretched out E3 sort of thing to be uh, awful. Some of it, yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes, uh, but I, I suspect when it's all over, I will have enjoyed the stretched out reveal instead of all everything happening in a day and a half yeah we've got to remember we have pretty much just started i know the indie game stuff makes it feel like it's been going on for 45 years but we've only had sony we've got ea i think ubisoft right is doing something yeah next month avengers got cyberpunk there's pokemon this morning showing next week Yeah. yeah so you know stuff there's a lot I keep forgetting that cyberpunk is out in like three months hell yeah like, this game I've been waiting desperately for for eight and a half years is almost out. Yeah, it doesn't feel real. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't. But also, I sort of feel that way with The Last of Us. Uh, I don't have huge excitement for The Last of Us, but that game was announced three and a half years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, and that's, that's a long time. Yeah. Uh, and I sort Ooh. of just keep forgetting that, like, tomorrow night, because I'm on the West Coast, I'll just be playing that game at, like, nine o'clock. Jeez. And it's like, oh, right. I'm sorry in advance. Out. After seven years, they made a sequel to The Last of Us. Weird. Golly. That's going to be interesting. I can't wait. Mm, yeah, I, I might. <laughs> I can and I, I can and I will. <laughs> I can. I can and I will. I can't wait, but it's not for 
reasons I would have expected. No, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about it. Even like I, I and uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it after you guys play it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'll listen to your guys' review for it, and then and then we'll do a podcast about based on. We'll do a podcast. We'll do a convers. We'll have a conversation based on what you guys talk about in a, your review. Mm-hmm. Just like because I because I I don't I'm I don't care. That's fair. I so I I'm excited to talk about that game as a whole. Um, yeah. Later, but yeah, much to it's going to be talk about with that yeah. one. Yeah. I, I have many things that I want to understand about that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, part of part of the fun part of it is just like I don't know what that game is. Yeah. In terms of story or structure or level design or new stuff you know i i really don't i i only saw yeah. the one thing they showed a year and a half ago or two years ago or whenever it was and that was it i feel that um but then there's so many other questions of you know the violence stuff the point of it all uh, the biggest one for me is does this game justify its existence yeah 100 percent. because Could it ever need since to? it was announced yeah exactly like I went back. I uh, YouTube recommended me the uh, the reveal trailer and someone reacting to it. I think it was the Easy Allies, and I watched it. You know, Easy Allies. I mean, they're a bunch of goofballs. They're they're like so excited about everything. But I was thinking. I remember when that game was announced. I was not excited, mm-hmm. uh, no. and I'm sure we'll talk about this, Joe, when we review it. Uh, but like, that was a, an announcement that was like, oh, oh, they're making a sequel. That's <laughs> a bummer. Yeah, because yeah. the ending of Last of Us One is. You know, it's a masterpiece. The yeah. Last of Us is like a perfect self-contained game. Yeah. And the ambiguity of that ending is part of that brilliance. Yeah. And yeah, I think the game, the Last of Us Part 2 has has to justify its own existence. And I don't know that it will. Mm. But I'm curious. I Maybe it does. I don't know a lot. It's so weird. It's so weird to be like so apprehensive about it and unsure about it, even though it's also reviewed so positively and, you know... Obviously, we've talked about the importance and validity of reviews, but like historically speaking, these big games that review get a fucking when they get a ninety six average, which is insanely high. Uh, I normally really like them, yeah. Um, but I just don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. I, I it's yeah. It feels a little, very, little bit very... like waiting for Death Stranding. That's what it feels like. Where you're like, what the hell is this yeah. thing? I think it's sort of yeah, it's a bit of that, and then it's a bit of like Red Dead for me as well. Oh, yeah, where because yeah. going into Red Dead Two, you know, God of War uh, as well, which we talked about. Mm. Yeah, God of War. I was like un. Yeah, I think I felt really it more for Red, it Dead. Red Dead. Red Dead. Red Dead. Was Red Dead, and specifically, Red Dead was I was like one. not super interested because their storytelling is a certain style, you know, a certain sort of cynical meanness mm. to their writing a lot of the times, and I was like. Yeah, I'm sure Red Dead 2 will be cool and have an amazing world, but like, will I actually love it? I don't expect to. Yeah. Uh, and then the reviews hit, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'm I'm curious if I align with that. And you know, in that game's case, it turned out the writing is actually, for the most part, incredibly warm mm-hmm. and 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 tender and like thoughtful and mature in a way that was really surprising and feels very rare for a big budget game and now going into two i'm like mm-hmm. i i'm yeah i sort of expect to not like it mm-hmm. i don't know I, i'm so i'm so confused by that mm-hmm. yeah my, my trepidation comes from a place of like there's this there's always there's this rhetoric now around like 
this game pushes gaming into having serious conversations and it's like the only thing i like i i look at the review process for this game with a lot of red flags where it's like Mm. i'm gonna be looking for people who are like silently validating like disgusting things in games and the gross ways they got there for the sake of good review score like this apprehension is a really good word i think because and i really wish i didn't care this much to pay attention to because this is fucking video games but it's like like are, are a lot of these like is it what is it is it is it an important enough conversation that everyone's like yeah like like games are really like we really got to push it to this anyway like i don't know i don't know it's all just really it's maybe it's all overly mature and mm. maybe i'm just not there yet as a as an adult person but i just don't yeah. i don't want to play this fucking video game i know you're like, saying just, yeah. well the yeah. the time and place that's hitting also is not helpful <laughs> maybe maybe uh, i i don't know enough I, I don't know enough any well yeah I, I'll never yeah. know the other I'll never know the other path but well, it's yeah like, exactly yeah. if we weren't but I I know what you mean because yeah. like ever since they've shown this game off when with that gameplay demo two years ago my feeling has always been like I don't know about this game like I don't know yeah, like why are we like, making that's them always so been overly like, mature is, like what are we doing is, mm. is worry I have always felt like a sort of guttural like. Definitely. I don't know about this game yeah. ever since and and regardless of when it came out because honestly like my mental space is fine for this game like I I'm immune to I don't care like sure it doesn't bother that stuff doesn't bother me because of the state of the world um depressing content in a depressing era whatever I don't care um I think I always would have approached this game the same way which is like is this just a torture porn game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because that is the vibe it gave off heavily mm-hmm. in 2018 when they showed that demo. And it's the vibe that it's always given me is of with specifics to the creators and Druckmann. It's a vibe of thinking. I don't know. I don't know what the right words are. I'd have to write it down and maybe I will at some, but it just, it feels like they, think they're hot shit, you know, and that they're like the kings of maturity and storytelling and that they're going to try to like make violence and exam examine violence, but, but they're not actually the best storytellers in the world because the reality is Naughty Dog games are actually pretty basic in terms of plot and writing. Yes. Right. Yeah. They're, they're well, like, in game, well, they're, I would say gameplay. I would actually say, well, in every way, inverse. really, except for like the sort of, the making of the game, right? Like the technicality and the presentation is always so elevated, but like those games are big budget movies and by big budget movie standards, you go to a movie like, Oh, I'm trying to think of a good example and I can't, but a movie where it's like, Oh, this is a big summer blockbuster that happened to have some interesting, like, okay. The dark Knight, right? Mm Mm-hmm. One of the biggest movies of all time in terms of budget or in terms of a, a box office. It's a big, it's a, it's a fucking superhero movie, right? Yeah. It's a big, dumb superhero movie. But by big, dumb superhero movie standards and big, dumb movie standards, summer blockbuster standards, that movie is pretty intelligent and doing a lot of interesting things yeah. by mm-hmm. those standards. Yes. And by, by big budget AAA video game standards, Uncharted 4 is doing some good stuff mm-hmm. by those standards. Um, but it's not actually that deep or complicated or nuanced of a story. No, it's just exactly. A I would fun, agree. 
well written, you know, well acted, well performed, mm-hmm. familiar, comfortable script. And but because of whatever it is with the way people review games, be it the games themselves, the history of them, or the people, or whatever, that basic story presented well is received as a revelation when in actuality it it's isn't. unremarkable yeah, when yeah. It, yeah it's it's yeah even though i i like i'm and then this is i like uncharted 4 uh, quite a bit and as a big summer blockbuster i think the story and the characters and all that stuff is good um but it's not yeah it's not a profound revelation in storytelling um God. And yeah, I think that's sort of the problem with games right now is we're in that they're they are in the transition period, much like what movies did, where it's like we're emerging from the uh, niche and into the mainstream, and with that comes a lot of learning mm-hmm. uh, on the game developers' part and on the critics' part, and that's why I said earlier, like it's good that it's good that these games are getting harshly criticized by smarter people than us because they should be they should be held to a higher standard uh games shouldn't be considered i i dislike the idea of like everyone looking around the circle and nodding at each other like yeah we all like this yeah that and also the sort of uh softness with which games are reviewed and it's like, oh, it's just a video game, whatever. Oh, they did something violent and made me feel yeah. uneasy. Ten out of ten. That hat feels like, like it switches too often. It's like you're not taking games seriously, but you're also taking it. Yeah, that's that, that's a good point. It's such a weird switch. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I still feel like most game reviews are not taking it seriously enough. Like even I look at Red Dead Two. That game has a ninety-seven on Metacritic, and again, Metacritic. You know, it's not the be-all, end-all, of course. There's a lot of great review sites that don't even do scores anymore, so they're not counted. Mm-hmm. But, like, 97? Yeah. <laughs> Red Dead? Like, that game kind of plays like shit. Yeah. The games are too diverse from one another for a numerical score value to be... Like, that's just this is just where we are, and it's frustrating and that just, we're still measuring games all according yes. to a 10-point ladder. Yeah. Well, that's also... Pr- yeah, I mean, there's so many problems with it, but, like, yeah, I, I think... I don't know. In like 15 years, it would be interesting if The Last of Us 2 was a stepping stone in the in the, in the discussion and in the like evolution and maturity of games, mm. not in either way. Like maybe The Last of Us 2 is a as a stepping stone it'll in the positive reactions in like, both wow, ways. Yeah, look create, at what games yeah, can do. Definitely. But maybe it's also a stepping stone of wow, look at how desperate they're trying to be mature when they're actually just mm it's just a basic revenge plot that like a 12 year old could have written, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I suspect it will be one of those two paths, but I just don't know. Which I suspect one it'll it be will both be. Yeah. with the amount of, I'm, with yeah. the amount of units this is going to move. I think it'll be both. I'm well, thing yeah. is, if it wasn't for the last of us one, I would also be worried. I, I, I would say the last of us one doesn't make any missteps in that direction. And it came five years ago. No, yeah. seven, se- seven, seven years ago. The Last of Us 1 yeah. is an incredibly, you know, deep and well-balanced tale, which, you know, yeah. juggles morality. Uh, it's a dark world, with, you know, with a sprinkle of hope and levity, levity, you know, throughout. The relationship keeps it going. And the only worry I have about The Last of Us 2 is none of the footage or the reviews that I have read sound like that's a part of the game. 
Uh, right. And which is a problem. You know, I'm sure there's some like m- cool metaphors I could pull out, like uh, how do you see the light when there's only dark and all that shit. Everything in mm-hmm. balance and. That's so dumb. Like, it's just, you shouldn't have to justify shitty, weird, weird, not, I don't know. Shouldn't have well, to, like, yeah, you shouldn't I, have I, to, you shouldn't have to cater it or fluff up, like, gratuitous violence mm-hmm. with this, like, yeah, with it's like, it's always darkest before dawn, though. You have to kill your uncle's dog before you get <laughs> yeah. a bottle of water. It's like, no, yeah. it's not. I don't know. Yeah, like, a good, a good story is not just pure misery. Like, even miserable stuff still has moments yeah oh yeah, we all get we all experience misery of course and yeah well yeah and and then to the last of us one's point like the last of us one has very clearly been cemented as a stepping stone in that in the positive direction yeah. mm-hmm. um of maturity of the maturing of games it was proof that a big budget triple a mega blockbuster game could do mature enough storytelling and character-based storytelling in a world where you know uh shooters were the king and and like the storytelling in 2013 and the five years leading up to the last of us was so basic um and that was a huge stepping stone And, and you know you listen to developers like a lot of developers hold the last of us one in high regard because it sort of was like a breaking down the wall a little bit for people right and and proving to the industry that like oh yeah people have a brain in their head and are able to like handle subtlety or ambiguity at times and really like it and they're okay with a game's plot just being actually the character yeah uh and it it, yeah so seven years is a long time and is is only made it harder for a sequel to the last of us to come out i think uh yeah for sure anyway it's a lot of words, and I, uh, I'm probably gonna end up writing more, and aren't I? Yeah, <laughs> it's just we, we haven't played the game yet, it's, but there's just you yeah. know, no, exactly. there's been some reviews that are starting to suggest that some of our worries may come true, and I just the the horrible word for me, or the word that worries me, is just revenge because it's yeah. there. From what I've seen in movies, there really isn't many complex resolutions to make out of revenge stories. I mean, nope. usually, spoiler, hours. the the resolution is revenge isn't worth it in the end. And, oh, I found the the killer of my brother and I killed him. Did it make you feel better? No. No. Oh, yeah. wow. What a, you know. So, I don't know. We're, we are prejudging a 20-hour game yes, before course. it's out. But it's really hard to imagine where that could go. That's going to be like, oh, killing people's bad. Revenge doesn't get you anywhere. Okay. Yeah, and it's like, no shit. Like, I've seen about 300 movies that are exactly that. Yeah. And, like, there, there's a place in my heart in my for, like, a comfy, you know, revenge movie. There's, it, I think everyone sort of has a room in them for the revenge plot because it's one of those just, like, basic human nature things in a lot of where you're just like, revenge. Yeah, we've all fucking yes. hated someone and wanted bad stuff to happen to them. Yeah, sure. eye for an eye, you yeah. know. But, like... We all also know that, yeah, revenge is bad. It, it's not worth it. Yeah. No shit, Sherlock. Uh, we've been educated by like 100 or 300 years of media and books. <laughs> and I mean, the fucking Bible said, it. you know, it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. we got it. Like, it's basic human education and understanding that revenge isn't worth it. And, you know, there's definitely room 
in my heart for oh it's, it's a basic revenge story whatever i you know i've watched like 15 jason statham movies that are that and it's like they're still they're still fun <laughs> yeah. right um they're less fun when jason statham is like slitting everyone's throat and bleeding them like pigs and like mm. bathing in blood and you're like and then at the end of it he's like oh it wasn't worth it oh and it's like uh yeah yeah <laughs> i know we should have a misstep wouldn't it I do think it's fascinating. I do think there is potential for The Last of Us Two to obviously uh, come out really well. You know, yeah. some reviewers, even if I usually align with their opinions, and I've seen some of those people not enjoy The Last of Us Two. You know, art is always subjective, and I can go a different way. And I also think going oh, into sure. The Last of Us Two with the context of the choice that Joel made at the end of The Last of Us One could be interesting, even if the premise of, of The Last of Us Two is a bit basic. Knowing that it's all because of choices that Joel made, you know, his selfish choice at the end. Or, or is it selfish? Well, I don't know. That's up to... I mean, the nice know? thing about... This is the great thing about The Last of Us's ending is, like, it is also a choice on Ellie's part, I think. Yeah. And that's a testament to, like, the animation quality. Because for me, when I watch that ending, I think I see it in her eyes that, like, she knows that right. it's a lie. And it's the mutual acceptance mm-hmm. of this lie. But that's the great thing about the ending of The Last of yeah. Us is that there is a lot of interpretations to it. Yeah, man. If part two can provide anything that is at that as the same level as The Last of Us 1's ending, then it will have been a success, I think. Yeah. If, they could, if any part of that game can make us still talk about it seven years later, about whether it was this way or that way, that will be impressive. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to, though. But no. I, uh, again, yes, we're talking extensively about a game that you know. I mean, we'll I'll be playing it in, in tomorrow. Yeah. like it's you know. Um, yeah. But it's. But you know, deduction and stuff like that. You can kind yeah. of. Last of Us to me is a game about a broken man finding hope again in the world and what he would mm. go to to protect that. And The Last of Us 2 looks like someone losing hope in the world. And I don't know if I want to you know, do the opposite yeah. right now. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We will see. And I will say that thing you predicted, Joe, if that is the crux of the story, then like it's the most basic thing. She's, she's dead, dude. I, I went back. I actually went back and I think I looked yeah. at our reaction to that trailer in 2018. Oh, yeah. Which is when she first shows up and when the violence first shows up. And it was the exact same. I think the first thing I it might even be that said, I'm like, oh, she's dead. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I and then our reaction to the violence was exactly what we're still talking about now of like, ooh, I don't know about this. The only thing they showed in the last PS4 E3 show was Ellie having like a romantic dance with that girl slowly. That was like the main crux yeah. of that thing. And then it's about revenge. She's not in the rest of it. I'm not asking for and any honestly, clues, but. Honestly, if that's the crux of the story, like I've seen that is so lots lazy. of clips of Joel, so, so I don't think Joel's gonna die. And also, he's an old man, so you know how much. Yeah, he's, he's like sixty know. in the new game, so life expectancy can't be too long in that world. So who who would even care if Joel <laughs> died at sixty years old? It's pretty good going for that world, sixty years old. Yeah. So I don't God, I'm so fascinated. I'm so fascinated by this. She's game. dead. I love it. She's so dead. I'm gonna be horrible. Glad. I can't I'm glad keep talking about this game. I can't keep talking about this fucking video game because it's not out yet. <laughs> oh, also, God. Ben has read spoilers and we haven't, yeah. so he also Oh, uh, it's like I'm not even, no, I don't even, like, it's, like, barely anymore because it's like I don't even know contextually where they fit and it's just mm-hmm. like, you can't, well, yeah. 
like that was two months ago and i've heard that like if you were spoiled then they mean nothing now it's just like yeah i've seen that as if well. you're not interested in playing yeah. banner you may be gonna i don't know watch it, it on youtube yeah. find a recap well yeah I asked you last time if you were going to stream it, and you said no because that's that was going to be how I was going to watch you play it because okay. like I feel like that'd be fun, like that would have. But anyway, it's like I I will maybe watch it or I'll try and find somebody I or I read enjoy a wiki summary at the very least. Who, yeah, like but I, I want it delivered to me in a way that I don't. There won't anyway, be a yeah. there won't be a shortage of streams. I'll tell you that. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah we'll we'll come back to it. I'm sure. Oh, we certainly will. We certainly will. But boy, it's going to be... Poof. I mean, this Let's just say, interesting I am really excited for Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me as well. Yeah. yeah. Those nice, beautiful Japanese fields are very appealing at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. And the miserable, bleeding people of The Last of Us are not no. super appealing. No. I would agree. <laughs> <sighs> that's all i got yeah i think that yeah apart from i think know, the sony show it's just been a thousand million indies oh god yeah they, they gotta cut a few of those shows next time mm. they gotta cut all of those shows next time because microsoft and sony both had big indie sections and that was already too much yeah mm. I don't know. seven other indie shows i don't know what, ha- what has happened to that market but holy shit it is like quadrupled in a year it feels like yeah, I and I know it hasn't technically because you have all the, the underground Steam stuff which never gets found. Yeah. But every indie thing that's well, being yeah. shown is like, it looks like, you know, it looks fine. It looks pretty good for an indie thing. But when you show me a 10,000, 7 out of 10 indie games, it's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, I suspect the next time we record this will be probably right after the Microsoft thing because... A month from now will be July 17th, and if they haven't done a thing by then, then what are they doing? Uh, yeah. That's going to be so So, yeah, I think between now and then, we should have a fair number of announcements, and we will have played... Every game. Last of Us to completion, and I think Ghost of Tsushima will have just come out, so we might have, like, very early thoughts on that, probably. Cool. Right? I'll, prob- I'll, I'll have that but... game 99% by the time we talk about it. <laughs> well, yeah, you'll, you're going to pull a Spider-Man and st- secretly play that entire game. <laughs> You never know. Never say never. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A long one. <laughs> yeah, long one, eh? <laughs> if you're still with us, thanks for <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> to our to our sorry asses talking about video games again. But uh, we love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> that will do. Yeah, that'll do. That will do, pig. Thank you.